Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate team mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi guys, welcome back to Feathers in My Hair. As you'll see by the title, uh, today I'm doing, for the first time ever, what I would call a crossover episode. Today we have from what I think is the funniest Teen Mom podcast. This is like the serious Teen Mom podcast, and then this is, in my opinion, the funniest Teen Mom podcast. We have Amanda, who literally I've already forgotten how to pronounce her last name because I am the worst, but Amanda from... Amanda loves to hate Teen Mom. Amanda, please say your last name. Yay! It's Kaczynski. I'm the worst. And, uh, I've, ha- I've hated it ever since ever since I was a kid, so I don't expect anyone to. That's it. So, hello. Hello. Well, thank you so much for coming. I'm really excited. I first heard about your podcast, like, when you started it a year ago. And, guys, it's so funny. It's... I would compare it to, if I don't know if anybody listens to Watch Her Crappens, but Amanda does a lot of voices. She recaps the old episodes. She puts out a lot of content. Uh, it's like a lighter Teen Mom recap. Oh, yeah. I'm not getting into any deep issues at all. I save that for Liz. <laughs> <laughs> so I, listen, I first heard um, your podcast. I think I was just looking up Teen Mom podcasts, and um, I think I like looked up it, it would not have been on Reddit because I still don't know how to really use Reddit, but I saw on some forum someone suggested feathers in my hair, and I was like, I wonder if that has to do with that Janelle scene. But I'm like, that's such a deep cut. Like, that would be so <laughs> random. And I looked it up, and I'm like, no, that's really what it is. And this girl, like, knows her shit when it comes to especially Janelle. And uh, I went into, like, a it was like, it went pretty deep. I went, like, a, a week long of just you being in my ears for, like overnight like while I was driving um yeah so I'm all caught up you know it's funny when I first saw Amanda loves Teen Mom I was like ugh because I just like it was like another Teen <laughs> yeah. Mom podcast like and then I listened to it and I remember texting like my group chat and I was like it's actually funny like, <laughs> I was like okay it's actually I was like ugh, whatever I'm gonna listen now I don't listen all the time because I'll be honest like I OD myself on team mom content I, I that, understand like, like and I also have this thing that I don't want to listen to a lot of other teen mom related podcasts because I don't want to copy people mm-hmm. because I'm like a copier and will copy somebody like without realizing it um Sorry, I'm moving my computer because I have it on a heated blanket. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to overheat that. Um, Yeah, no, I do that too. I won't, I won't listen to, I won't record, I won't listen to other podcasts until I've already recorded because. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's easy. I think like, I mean, I kind of copy off of people on Reddit basically because like I hear what they say and then I use their opinions Uh like I don't copy them but like I definitely get opinions from people on Reddit and that's how I feel about like so I don't listen to that many team on podcasts for that but I do listen to yours I like to listen to your old recap one like Uh when you're doing your vintage recap ones because that doesn't cross over into exactly like what's going on today um but you have some questions for me correct I do well first I wanted to mention that um 
uh, in a mere two days, we will be graced with the magic of Teen Mom 2 yet again. Thank so God. What, I know. Thank, that OG was a fucking slog. And um, Young and Pregnant was the only thing getting me through it. And it has been officially renewed. Thank I you, know. Jesus. I'm so <sighs> fucking glad. I was so worried. I, for some reason, I'm like extremely emotionally invested in Kayla. I really and, love her, like, too. I need to see Kayla's story. Yeah, she reminds me of Kale. I feel like they're both kind of the same um, personality, very, like, um, headstrong and, like, um, stubborn, but I am drawn to the two of them for some reason. Yeah, she is a little Mm Kale-like in that she's, like, making bad choices, but you're like, I don't know if I, like, hate the choices she's making, but these aren't great choices, but, like, I still want to watch. And I feel like I'd be friends with you probably. (laughs) <laughs> like some for some reason um yeah so what are your predictions like do you have any predictions for this okay. season um i think that leah is gonna be like od on her boyfriend uh-huh. like it's just gonna be all boyfriend i already forget i think of his name is ryland's dad because that's what his instagram name oh, is all right <laughs> so she's gonna be just like a hundred percent all about ryland's dad at all times but it's going to be presented us to us in this way that it's like super healthy and Leah's taking it slow. Right, right. And I wouldn't be surprised if they don't show them breaking up at all because I think they want Leah to have this positive storyline. And mm-hmm. I think we're going to have to pretend like we haven't watched, like that they don't move in with each other within like two days of meeting and <laughs> yep. that like they haven't already blended their families within like one week of meeting. Like I think. So I think it's going to be all about like how great her life is and how great her boyfriend is. Okay, I let me let me ask you this because mm-hmm. I get most of my background information from you like all okay. the time. Um, so I didn't know about all that like what's that guy's name? Tr. Tr. Yeah. So why? This is a twofold question. Why do you think the producers are giving Leah the narrative that she's been that she got mad about them not giving her, and how come they're not giving it to like Amber or like Janelle? How come they're giving that to Leah? I think that's a good question. I think I, I mean, I want to say I know, but I don't know, but I feel deeply in my heart. It's because (laughs) the audience likes to root for Leah. Like, I don't think the audience likes to watch a show in which Leah is portrayed as a bad mom. Because it it got so sad. So sad. And Leah has a very sick daughter. Uh And I think that because Allie is so sick and because because Leah is the way that she is, like she's not an aggressive person. She's not a mean person. She's not like an in your face type of person. So I think the bad mom storyline like doesn't work with her personality very well in a way that fans like to engage with it. And I think that MTV understands that Leah is like the broken bird that the audience wants to root for, especially because of Allie. And Amber or Janelle, first of all, they're too mean. Like, they're just mean, awful people. And while we've seen, like, Leah also does this thing where she was really bad, but she's now at least learned how to keep that off camera Uh and how to present well in front of the camera. And so I think MTV is like, well, let's lean into this because we can't give Amber a redemption story. Because even if we give her, in my opinion, Amber got the best edit she's ever gotten this last season. Which is saying a lot. (laughs) And she still is like hysterical and crying and talking about killing herself on TV. And Leah doesn't do that. So I think it's like... MTV's like, this is great. Like, and then at the reunions, Dr. Drew can tell her how far she's come yeah. and she can be an inspiration. And I, I just think that that's like 
part of it is Leah's natural personality. And the other part of it is that she has a sick child. And so a redemption storyline works a lot better for her. And I feel like Leah also shows remorse. Like I just, I just recapped the episode where her and Corey sit on that bed and they have to reenact themselves breaking up and him being like, (laughs) I heard you fucked Robbie. Did you look at your wedding ring? And you like that. Um, And she's immediately like super remorseful and sobbing. So whereas Janelle and Amber are like, fuck that. I did what I I did what I wanted to do. So maybe like they're not going to make us hate Leah when she's obviously so sorry for the things that she does. I think that's definitely true. Because she's just a nicer person. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, for sure. Sorry, I, like we're talking on video chat, and it's so weird for me because I normally don't do video oh, chat. Really? So if I'm not looking at you, it's because I'm looking it's at okay. my computer. It's okay. <laughs> but if you just see me like staring off into the distance, it's because I was looking at I have something oh, else put up totally on my computer. It's totally fine. I'm hard of hearing, so I have to look at you so I can watch your mouth. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. I will look at the computer. Oh no, then. what you were doing was fine. Don't let it. Okay. Don't let it sway. But yeah, I just I think it's Leah's natural personality. Yeah, I she's likable. She's likable. Uh-huh. She is, and she's pretty. Uh huh. I think that's a big part of it. Janelle's no, it pretty. Is. Janelle's pretty, but Janelle is so awful. Yeah, she's that, like awful. that. That. But like, let's be real. Like, Kate wouldn't be having the hate that she got if Kate was thin and pretty. It would be a different story. I love Kate. Like, I feel so bad for her. But you know it would be a different story. I agree. People wouldn't be talking as much shit on her if she was thin and pretty. It's just the reality of how we treat people, like how we treat people on TV. It's the reason why Chelsea can get away with so much because people love, like, as stupid as this is, people love hashtag goals. They love it. Oh, God. But people want to be, you know, especially, like... The everyday fan of Teen Mom who doesn't read anything online except looking at the girls' Instagrams, who doesn't listen to podcasts, doesn't go on Reddit, isn't in the Facebook groups, like, maybe follows MTV on Facebook, so they, like, see the clips, and then they follow Leah on Instagram, and they're like, she's so pretty, her kids are so cute, like, she's goals. My boss at work, like, when I first got that job, we found out that we both love Teen Mom, and we were like, oh, great, but her favorite is Chelsea. She's like, I just love watching Chelsea, I'm so excited for her new baby and i was like are and you you're fucking like, great like that's why you like, watch the show talk about let's not talk about teen mom anymore you're because like, you get you excited watch it in a different way like you get excited yeah. throughout the week to watch yeah. chelsea like take her kids to like the fucking aquarium like and, and i'm she's like in oh, a hat. i have to watch this yeah i'm like i have to watch this fucking show again this week <laughs> so i can take fucking notes on yeah this i'm like i hate teen mom well, and now i do impressions of chelsea cole and um uh, aubrey so i have to write down every goddamn word that the three of them say <laughs> So it's, uh, it's rough. All right. But I bet your boss likes Leah because she's like simple and pretty. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. She does. She hates Janelle. She hates Babs. I'm like, you can't talk to me if you're going to say something bad about Barbara because <laughs> she's my lifeblood. <laughs> but do you get, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like she's just, she's non-offensive as a person. Like sure. she's, she's very, she, I mean like Leah is the perfect example of someone that's like apolitical, like just likes country yeah. music. Like there's like if you look at Lee's Instagram, you're not gonna be like. I mean, I will because I'm like, where's Ali's helmet? But like, the general person will be like, there's nothing yeah. offensive about. Like, her. Look at these cher- cherubic children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're cheerleading. Yeah. Oh, and she has a disabled daughter. She's so brave. Yeah. Like, I get it. So MTV is obviously gonna feed into that, especially if she's not really giving them anything else. All right. Here's a question. Do you think that? 
Uh, when Amber was screaming at her producer in the behind the scenes this past week, how hard was he trying to not laugh? Like, do you think that they all just laugh at Amber? Yes. They're all like, like physically, obviously trying to not burst out laughing in her face. I also think that they're like, they honestly are probably like sit, especially with someone like Amber, where they're like. I don't understand any of your emotions. Like, (laughs) I think Amber's very hard to predict. I think she, I mean, Amber is bipolar and has borderline personality disorder and her depression and whatever else was going on. And I think that, like, they never have any idea if Amber's going to, like, laugh at something or scream about something. Sure, sure. And I bet sometimes she'll, like, be like, ah, well, this fucking show. And then they all laugh about, like, how crazy it is that she's on this show. And sometimes she's, like, screaming at them. And I think when you are with someone that is that volatile, but you hold all the power yeah. with that person, you just, like, you're like, all right, bitch, scream. I, like, I just, what do I care? I'm I filming want, this for the show. I want them so bad to, and I know they're holding this card for when it's just right. But for them to be like, all right, Amber, you win. Like, good luck with your life. You know, check back in with us in a year yeah. and let us know how great you're She'll doing. Like, wait, wait. I, I would just love for them to do that to her and yeah. Janelle. They kind of did that to Janelle, I feel, this season because she had all those conditions and they were like, mm-hmm. you don't get any of those. So are you coming yeah. back or not? <laughs> I'm really curious as to how Janelle's scenes are going to go. That was going to be my um, next question. Like, do you have any predictions or hopes and dreams for what is going to be shown? So I. This is probably controversial. I'm kind of upset that David is off the oh, show. Oh, God, of course. I'm upset Matt's not on the show, too. Amber's. Oh, I mean, I miss R. Matt. R.I.P. Matt. I miss Matt every episode. I miss of uh, Ryan Edwards Ryan. and Mackenzie. Don't, don't even get me started on Ryan not being on the show. <laughs> but I just, I understand why he was fired, and I support why he was fired. Yeah, of but course. one, like, where's the ethical line? Oh, like, yeah. Jeremy posts, like, wild racist and bad shit all the time, and, like, nobody cares. Um... They're all, I mean, like, at least 75% of them, if they vote, voted for Trump. Like, let's, you know what I mean? Like, they're all, they're all, like, rednecks. Like, I just, I don't really understand the ethical line, but fine, whatever. He was fired. It's not like he was fired for a bad reason. I'm not protesting the firedness, but I don't understand how you tell Janelle's story accurately uh-huh. oh, without yeah. having David Because that's her entire life. Sense. Her entire life is David. And... Not because he's abusing her, but because that's how Janelle operates with all her boyfriends, and that's what she likes. Yeah. She, if you're Janelle's significant other, that's your full time. Yeah, job same with 100% Amber. Of the time. I, uh, same when, with Amber. When you when you said that the first time, I was like, that makes so much sense. Like Janelle she can't loves that it. Works. Yeah. Oh no. I like imagine being at work when you're Janelle's husband. She calls you seventy five <laughs> oh, times during the day. Yeah. Where are you? When are you coming home? I'm sure Amber would do the same thing, and it's just I just don't get. How, and, like, I, I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So we're just going to have all of these scenes of Barbara and Janelle, like, doing what? Going to yoga? Like, I mean, I don't I, see... I'll, I'll watch that scene, though. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch it, too, because Barb is funny and entertaining. Right. But, like, it's also... And it's also... Barb's going to be like, well, David's awful and he's the worst. And then we're going to watch her send Jace over to David, like, yeah. to be in the mercy of David. Like... I just find it very hypocritical, and if we're firing David for this reason, then, like, honestly, end the show. Because, yeah. like, like I just, once we start putting ethical, I've said this a million yeah. times on the show, is that we cannot examine the ethics of Teen Mom. Yeah. Yeah. Because as soon as we do, we all have to turn our TVs yeah. off then and we're all outside. the worst people just yes. for watching it. 
Yes. Like, we're all bad people for watching it, discussing it, listening to these podcasts. Like, we're all bad people for that. And I just, I don't know. I don't understand what Janelle's scenes are going to look like if yeah, David's on Yeah, and she them. is so aware of trying to control her narrative lately. Like, she's not going to say, she's not going to say things. Like, she's going to be, she's going to be like, all right, well, what are we talking about? We're talking about, like, the coffee that I'm going to order. Like, she's going to be yeah. trying oh, so hard. Oh, she's going to refuse to yeah. talk about David. She's going to refuse to play any, like, I don't know. So it's it's not like I support MTV for fi- like he deserved to be fired, but like I just I don't know how they do but this Liz, show. But Liz, we didn't him. have him last season, and we still got the fucking road rage incident. So that is true. Uh, with Janelle, that is true. She can try her best to control her shit, but uh, I mean things happen. You're not wrong. <laughs> and if I was a fucking if I was an MTV producer, I would refuse to work with David. Oh my god, I would refuse. When I saw that scene about or those articles about like the produ- the producers like refusing to go over to their house, like I wouldn't step foot within a hundred feet of their. No, house. No, he's threatened to like. The videos no, of him threatening. So scary. Oh, he's, he's so terrifying. scary and he's so unhinged. And so is Janelle. I'm actually more scared of like Janelle shooting someone. Because mm-hmm. like David, I think, at least grew up with guns uh-huh. and understands like the seriousness of a gun and understands that like if if he shoots someone like Janelle is so fucking crazy. Like if she'll as we've seen, we'll just pull a gun out yeah, on Yeah, And anyone. David was like, no, you can't do that. Yeah, don't so do that. He was yeah. the right person in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> that says a lot. So yeah. I'm not sure. I think Kale's gonna be all about Joe's child support and like Yeah. It's gonna be a weird talking about Chris but not talking about Chris because yeah. Chris. God, so I wish he was show. on the show so bad. I'm same, but I, I kinda respect him for not being yeah. on the show. He, I'm sure they've offered him a good deal of money. Uh, yeah, I bet. I bet they're like, we'll give you 100k a season. 50K, you think like a significant? Yeah, like or at least 50k a season, yeah, which is life changing. That would change my yeah. life. I mean, I think he's like a college student or like just working. If somebody offered me 50 extra k a year, like I would do it for 10 grand. <laughs> I'd let you like watch me go to the bathroom. <laughs> um, yeah, like what you said about like the darkness and the ethics. Like the worst I ever felt watching an episode of Teen Mom was when I recapped being Nathan a few weeks ago for my Patreon. Oh. It was some of the, and then after that, I listened to you and I think Princess talk about Princess, it. Princess, yeah. And you guys, we were all in the same. I was like, I felt uncomfortable watching. I thought this. I was gonna hit Doris, <laughs> and like I when it just cut to commercial. <laughs> I, like no, I just like was absolutely like he hits Doris. Like it was that was like absolutely the vibe that I felt. Yeah, it was um it was really really rough. Um, but that said, I do I also miss Nathan uh, being on the show. Yeah, I mean, look, he's a good TV character, and I <laughs> yeah. ugh, I'm not looking for. I find his girlfriend Ashley to be like she really gets me. Like she's a real arch enemy of mine. Really, and I just like I just find her to be like such a stick in the mud in a way that's like not fun. Well, I don't know anything about her, so maybe she'll. Uh... She's just like I don't know. In real life, she's like a therapist, which oh. is like a drug that's addiction random. therapist, and she's with Nate. So maybe he, maybe she's really helping improve his life. Oh yeah, maybe. I'm sure. I'm sure she's fixing him up great. I. <laughs> But I do miss Nate and his unprofessionalness. All right, I have one more very important question that I'm sure a lot okay. of my listeners have wondered, or maybe just me. It's things I think about until three in the morning. Please tell me how you began your obsession with Janelle Evans and how, like, just how this whole thing started for you. Okay, so I started watching Sixteen and Pregnant. Like, right, it's funny you ask that because today on my Facebook memories, I have from 2010. I wrote Teen Mom is my favorite show on TV. So like. <laughs> 
I used to just also like not care about things I posted like on my oh, social n- media. None of us did. None of us thought this would really be a I'm thing like, that would haunt f- us. I look back, like people tag me in feathers in my hair stuff. I'm like, untag, untag. Uh-huh. Like, I don't want anybody knowing about this in real life. <laughs> but, um, so when 16 Pregnant first came out, I really, my boyfriend and I at the time, like really liked the show. We watched from like the first episode. And then I what watched What was that, like Mom. 2008, 9? Oh, 2009, okay. I think. Um, it was probably true because that's when we were like at that where we would have been watching that show would have been like 2009 ish. And then I got, yeah. And then probably 2010 is when teen mom came on. Um, so I really liked it and I, I just liked it. And I even wrote in the comments of that Facebook post, like I really like the sociological aspect of the show. That's Mm -hmm. like always why I liked it. I like, I think it's very interesting, like how the rich girls, like, do some have like such a different life than the poor girls and like how it's so obvious how Chelsea got to where she is as opposed to how Janelle got to where she is like it's because Janelle is poor and Chelsea's rich they have the exact same um addiction to like horrible men who treat them badly yeah like they they have this yeah they're all all these girls have the same kind of mental of course like of course like Chelsea didn't like go down the Janelle road and Janelle like had her own issues but I just think it's very interesting or like somebody like Amber who grew up poor Mm -hmm. compared to somebody like Macy who grew up like upper middle or middle class with like two parents and I just find that I always like that stuff a lot so then probably in like 2011 or 2012 I I used to take a lot of Adderall Uh back in my heyday (laughs) and I would like stay up all night and just like look at stuff online and at some point I this was like after season it must have been after season one or two of Teen Mom 2. Because obviously like Teen Mom 2 came on. I was like, this is even better than Teen Mom. Like right away, like Teen Mom 2 better. I remember this it was gonna come out, it must have been at the end of the summer because I was at the beach and they would play that commercial over and over again where Barb would scream, That's it! I'm calling the police. And my cousin Julie and I would like scream that at each right. other. Like they would just like <laughs> play that commercial and repeat. We thought it was like the funniest fucking thing in the whole world. What 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 um, episode is that from? Because I don't like remember. season one, episode one, when Janelle and Barbara get into that like fist fight <gasps> oh, in the first yeah. episode. Yeah, when, when you and when it looks like, like she's about to it. hit her. Yeah, yeah, I'm calling the cops, and they're like screaming. <laughs> yeah, they take he's my child, not yours. They yeah. take care of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, wow, this is great. Love this. And then I guess remember Janelle gets a. I don't know if it's in season one or season two. So it's after one of these, like the seasons off the air and Janelle was like on probation. And I somehow found out that Janelle had been, uh, like had violated probation, which we see on, which we end up seeing on the show. Remember she like drinks that like awful drink and like throws up. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's right after, um, it's right after the feathers of my hair scene, I believe. Yeah. It's It's right around around that time. So it was probably like after season two Uh that like, I mean, I was watching the show, but, like, casually watching it. I've drank those drinks when, like, before, and they, they, they worked for oh. me. I will tell you that. This was, like, I saw that she had, like, failed her drug test, and I was, like, cool, like, let me. I was probably, like, on tons of Adderall. I was, like, yeah. oh, yeah. Let me look, like, let me look more into what she's doing. And I found her Facebook page, and she had posted, she'd gotten into a fight with her friend Amber, who used to be in a lot of the early seasons. That one where she's on the ground, like, where they were, like, filming it, it's, like, wasn't on the show? Uh, 
Amber was the one that was like the sensible one that wasn't Oh no, I, I know which one Amber is, but there was that, I do remember a viral video come out with like one of her friends filming oh, Janelle beating the shit out of someone. No, no, no. That was just like a random girl. Oh, gotcha. This okay. was like, she had just like, they were fighting, like they were living together and and Janelle had posted on Facebook, like her, like her public Facebook page, like all this thing about Amber and included in it that Amber was going to get an abortion oh, I on this, talking like, about this. date. Okay, yeah. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> And I really didn't use Twitter at that point. I was late to Twitter. I was like, fuck Twitter. I don't care about Twitter. But then I found Janelle's Twitter. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, she posts everything. And Janelle used to, like, post everything on Twitter. And you're, like, like watching it in real time. It's, like, In real time. And then I, like, started following the people that would, like, hate on her. And I just, like, became, like, a really big Janelle. Like, what they call themselves, like, the Hatters Why is that? Because Janelle can't spell haters? Because Janelle or somebody else... And my honestly, I think I'm pretty sure it's one of Janelle's defenders, like type okay. of haters okay. to add it a sec. Because it would, like, if you type in hat, hater, it will like re uh, autocorrect you to hatter. <laughs> That's amazing. Because hater's not really a word. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I figured it has something and, to do with making fun of a spelling error. Yeah. And it just like sucked. But this was like way before then. And I used to do, like, when I first started Feathers in My Hair, I had to change my Twitter handle because it was so hard to find. Because I used to just make a new Twitter every time Janelle would block me so I could, like, continuously harass so her. So like, you actually go, because I never oh. talk to any of these. I'm way too scared. See, for I don't, I don't at all. Sometimes I'll comment on, like, their page and then I'll delete it because I'm like, don't do this, Liz. Right. But I was in a really bad place in my life. Like, right. I had this terrible boyfriend. I was, like, taking a ton of speed, uh-huh. basically. And um, the world of, like, the uh, the Twitter, like, hate universe of Janelle's was like pretty big and there were like big figures in it and I would fight with them and they would fight with me and like I was never like I never had like thousands of followers and was like big but I mean there's still people that like we follow each other from those days and I will say there are still some people that are deep in it and it's like kind of sad because they've been like deep in like the act of hating for that long right um but yeah I just was like a really bad place in my life and it was fun it's to, a like, good outlet. outlet yeah yeah because it wasn't real to me at least right because I, and plus she was like a really bad person oh she's terrible and and like really bad at this point and i'm talking like this is like the early Kiefer days and the gary head days and the Cortland days like and well, who's that crazy. guy she moved in with that took all those naked pictures of her duffy the james yeah, duffy see, i didn't days. know about any of that till i listened to feathers like in this, my hair yeah because it's like it's I suggest you guys go back and listen from, like, May 2017. I did an episode on Janelle's side characters. I've, t- I've talked about that on my podcast. If anyone wants to start with a good episode, go to that like, one. Because I go into, like, these random people that have oh, it was most like, like not even appeared on the show, but, like, mattered in Janelle's world. And, yeah, I just, like, for me, it was, like, this really negative, like, good outlet that I could put all of, like, the hatred I had for myself in my <laughs> right. life. That's like, why we all the watch world. the show, truly. Yeah. And I mean, I still do it a little bit on Reddit. Like, I'll go on Reddit and fight with people if I'm, like, not feeling, like, if I'm having, in a bad mood. Yeah. I've learned that, like, fighting on the internet kind of, like, keeps me, like, chill and sane in real sure. life. Because, like, it's just my outlet. But I will say, like, I don't do it like I used, like, I used to be, like, fuck you, Janelle. Like, you're a terrible person. Like, and I don't do it like that anymore. I don't 
interact at all with the team moms anymore. Like, that's not... I definitely, like, grew up... Like, I was a cyber bully, but, like, with Janelle. Like, and I think I just saw, like, she was a public figure. Right. Like, she yeah. deserved it. But now looking back on it, it's, like... It was, honestly, it was pretty pathetic of me. And, like, I look back on it, it's, like, yikes. I should not have cared but that much. But she does still deserve it. <laughs> a little bit. But I've definitely moved on now to a place where, like, I don't... Because I, like, don't hate my life anymore. Uh-huh. I, like, don't hate Janelle. Like, I just, I don't. Like, I don't have that, like, place in my head or my heart to, like, expel that much hatred anymore. So does Janelle, like, possibly know who you are? Like, no. You're no, not one of, like, I the main no, bullies? No, 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 no. I was never, like, there's, like, even to this day, probably, like, five or six, like, big, like, hater accounts that, like, post all of her stuff. If you're on Twitter, like, you know these people. Um, I w- It was never, like, that. Like, she wouldn't definitely not know who I am but like I was like part of just like stalking her every move basically okay well I love does teen mom 2 exist without Janelle no okay yeah it's called I mean we have a joke a long-running joke on this podcast that teen mom 2 is called Janelle I mean if she was kicked off I mean really what are we watching Teen Mom, the franchise, does not exist. Yeah, because didn't Janelle. Teen Mom OG like the ratings it was weren't nothing. great? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was just whatever. And I even there's like an oral history of Teen Mom that they put out last year, the year before, I think, because Farrah was still on it and she was talking, like she was interviewed in it. Okay, and they said like once Teen Mom Two came on is when like even for T, it like picked up the Teen Mom. That's ratings. how I got into it. I was like, oh, I guess I'll watch Teen Mom OG because I binged my way through Teen Mom Two and two yeah. days. Because Team Mom 2 is a significantly better show. What it's about, better what about Amber, though? Don't you think Amber picks up a lot of slack on the OG? I, I think, like, early Amber definitely Amber and Gary. Like, yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Like, OG has... I mean, it's not, like, a terrible show, but I think that Team Mom 2 is, like, what brought, oh, yeah. like, a lot more viewers in. Oh, for sure. Because it just... Barbara and Janelle are so dynamic. Oh, yeah. That they, like, pull you in so much. And I think, excuse me, early Team Mom 2 just had, like, so many great characters Mm -hmm. and great stories. Before they all got money. Like, some crazy shit was happening. Yeah. And, like, Kale is so compelling. Like, Kale is very compelling The episode where her car breaks down and she's, like, calling and she's, like, can't get her car towed because she can't even afford that and she's crying. Like, I will, my heart goes out to her. It's, like, Or, like, when Joe was, like, withholding money from her. Oh, yeah. Or, like, her stuff from her because she owed him money. And he's, like, is this gonna bounce? (laughs) And she's like, and it's like, you know, Kale doesn't have $600. Give her her clothes. Yeah. Like, like it just really, it was, com- I think it was faster moving than OG ever was. Yeah. And, and I think that's the it. difference. And I think Teen Mom OG, it was, you know, just Teen Mom then, like never moved as quickly as Teen Mom 2 did. Because I think the Teen Mom 2 girls were just more interesting at their fate. Yeah. Like, they just had more to offer the audience. Chelsea was one of my favorite characters back then because her life was such a shit show with Adam. Like, it I was know, so she was good back then. All right. Well, anyway, I guess we should move on to what we're actually here to talk about. Yeah, let's do it. So I said that we should read because, you know, we're in an off week that we should recap a 16 and pregnant episode. And we decided to do... Well, well you I, decided. I, I don't decided, know anything. Yeah. Um, that we should do Jordan's episode. Right. Because it's crazy. This is Jordan from season five. For some reason in my head, she was the last episode of season five, but surprise, she wasn't. 
Yeah. Um, uh, but she, so I want to just share that I somehow, okay, this episode came on in like 2014 or 2015. Okay. And I remember I was living in my sober living house, and I somehow saw, like, the Where Are They Now special. I think I must have oh. seen people talking about, like, the Where Are They Now special. Okay. She gets two segments. She, yeah. And I was like, holy shit. And I was like, this bitch is crazy. Right. And then I went back, because I've never been, like, a huge 16 and pregnant head. Like, right. I, I think I've talked about this on the show I'm always a person that would rather watch a continuing story, Me which too. is why I like TV better than I like movies, because I like to watch, like, characters develop and, like, right. you know, watch them for a long time. So 16 Pregnant to me was always kind of like, meh, it's not enough. Like, then they, okay, now we just move on. Mm-hmm. But I remember watching that Where Are They Now? And I was like, holy shit. And then I went back and watched her 16 and Pregnant. And I was like, and I was so confused by, like, how different she was in her 16 and Pregnant compared to the Where Are They Now? And, yep. like, how they had a total role reversal between her and her boyfriend. Yeah, fascinating. And, it's like, and also it's just, it's a good episode of 16 Pregnant because they're one of the few 16 and Pregnants that had really legitimate outside issues going on that are compelling to watch and like, as opposed to just like a girl fighting with her boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is how a lot of them are and it's like, I just don't care to watch teenagers just like fight with their boyfriends, but like in the end, like they still have a place to live, like everything's fine. Yeah. But like in this, it when I was rewatching, I was like... This is still a great episode because, mm-hmm. like, so much is going on and there's, like, so many dynamics at play. And then you watch the Where Are They Now and you're like, holy well, shit. That's how, so that's how I – you sent this to me. And 15 minutes into the episode, I, t- I texted you. And I was like, L- can I just make sure that this is the right person? Because I was like, this is good, but, like, I don't – and you had said you're like, make sure you watch the Where Are They Now because yeah. that's where it's really going to click in. <laughs> that was crucial to this episode. Yeah. We weren't doing this episode without good, the Where Are They Now. But then I got to the Where Are They – and I was like, oh, God, I can't – I bet this guy's fucking, like, like hasn't – hasn't paid child support and I look and I was like this is where this went and I was like I get why Liz gave this to me now I yeah. was sh- I was floored like that's the opposite of and then I started looking up like and now I know everything mm-hmm. about her because I looked up yeah. everything I could I went in a wormhole it, now you see why I wanted to do yeah, this episode good choice but I I do think as a 16 pregnant episode compared to like other 16 pregnant episodes that it's a pretty interesting one. Like yeah. they're legitimately ho- like, like for legit. those of you that have not watched, like these are people that are homeless. Mm-hmm. Like not like my mom's kicking me out. Eventually, like when yeah. we meet up with them, they have no home. That's they have the craziest to part is it starts out and she's like, hi, I'm Jordan. I'm living in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I'm going to go into the army. And my boyfriend had a college scholarship. Oh, wait, you did miss... I want to point, because I wrote this down, that, and I noticed that this is how 16 and Pregnant introduces girls that have issues, is she says, and I never missed a party. Oh, yeah. And they'll always, they'll always throw in, like, we're supposed to understand they were a popular, their party girl. Right. When, and, like, I just, because we know she, where she ends up, I thought that was, like, yeah. an interesting line. Like, yeah. she seems mature and responsible, but as I'm watching this, I'm remembering that, like, one of the ways she introduces herself is, like, I've never missed a party. Yeah. Okay, like, I like to get fucked up. Yeah, I guess I, 
I, I feel like they all start. Well, all the ones I've watched have started like that. But they, so she gets into this and she's like, my boyfriend Derek got a college scholarship and I've graduated. And I was like, so they're going to be okay. Like they're both. Yeah. And then she's like, but <laughs> then Derek lost his job and then we got kicked out and now we're homeless. And I was like, whoa, it was like a lot yeah. of exposition. It seems like we started on page a hundred of this. Book. But we start pretty far into her pregnancy too. She's like yeah. already 32 or 33 weeks pregnant when we meet her. I wish, I wish we um, could see the actual visual of all that other stuff. So one interesting tidbit, a behind the scenes tidbit is that, and they like kind of say it in this episode, but they don't focus that much on her parents is that she was never kicked out of her parents' house. Oh, Derek was she kicked out him. of her parents' house and she went with him. And when you're watching this episode, you're like, I can't believe her parents would let her be homeless like that. Like, Oh, this is so sad. But then you're like, this bitch has a bed. She's just choosing not uh-huh. to sleep in her bed because she can't stand the thought of not sleeping next to her baby daddy. And it really, that to me, like, cause I'm a person that like, now I want to go back and watch with like, you know, you watch that where are they now? So surprise, let's just spoil it. Jordan ends up being a stripper who has bipolar disorder. She has no custody of her child. It's now been four or five she years. She refuses she's, to take meds for her. Bipolar. Yeah. She's addicted to heroin. She's a prostitute. Like she lives like a hard Baltimore life. And Derek somehow like has a job, like is raising the daughter. Single dad. Crazy. Well, I think, it does seem like he basically shares custody with her parents. Oh, okay. But but essentially he's a single dad, is with little Evie all the time. Um, and but we find out like I like to watch this realizing like okay what are some like indicators right. that jordan is going to be jordan See, I, i'm glad that because i didn't know that was happening i wish i could i wish i would have been looking for that i probably should have told you to do what i did and no no the no I, I, I love this because you should have seen my jaw drop when i was watching this where are they now <laughs> <laughs> well first of all like she looks awful this is very mean to say but like girl's not cute in her 16 and pregnant episode oh, like no. well she's she has cute but like she looks yeah, she's, but, yeah. She never has a stitch of makeup mm-hmm. on. Like, she's always in baggy clothes because she didn't get maternity clothes. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, there were no maternity she's clothes She's just wearing, for like, large A baggy clothes. sweatshirt. Yeah. yeah, she's just wearing, like, Derek sweatpants and sweatshirts mm-hmm. the whole episode. Her hair is, like, very Caitlyn. Like, uh-huh. like that wh- awful like, mousy brown. Yeah, like, air and dry cut. and go. <laughs> <laughs> like, a terrible cut that's just, like, I'm sure if it's, like, style would look cute, but, like, you know, thin eyebrow, Like, she just doesn't look good. And then in the opening scene of the Where They're Now, she's, like, 80 pounds. Uh-huh. She's tiny. Has bleach blonde hair, like, makeup on. You're like, wait, is this the same girl? That's why like- when you sent me the Where They Now thing, I literally had to, like... I was like, I still am not 100% sure this is the girl on the, on the 16 yeah. and pregnant. Um, and she, I saw a picture of her where she was found on an escort site, and she's, like, yeah. 30 pounds. It's, like, it's oh. alarming. Yeah, so it's just, the contrast is, like, so alarming, but I, when I'm watching this, I'm, like, this whole time I'm thinking, like, okay, this is probably the first, one of the first that we see, like, her indication that she is unstable and has some, like, mental health issues is that at eight months pregnant, she's choosing to be homeless. Right, and her parents... and if okay, so if I was like eighteen watching this, I'd be like, her parents just fuck like fucking just like yeah. But then as like a thirty five year old adult now, I'm like, no, they have to give her tough love because I'm sure she's yeah. done shit like this her whole life. And at this point, they're like, we just can't, we can't do it anymore. 
Plus, like, it's barely even tough love. They're just like, no, Stick you can to their stay guns. here. Yeah. Like, Derek just has to leave because Derek won't get a fucking job. Yeah, that's, I, I bet that if he had just gotten a job, they probably would also cave and let him move in. She was like, my dad knew it was seasonal, and I don't even understand why he was upset. <laughs> probably because the condition was like, okay, you can take the seasonal job, but the whole time you need to be looking for a non-seasonal job. Right. Jesus. But yeah, this the show opens with them like sleeping on a futon on the floor, oh, a futon God. couch on the floor. Yeah. Um, she's very, I would say Jordan's affect is very muted. She like is very like even keeled. Like she doesn't show a lot of emotions throughout this well, whole she episode. She just acts like, oh, well, it's okay. All right. Well, there's no food, but I'll, yeah. I'll eat a banana. She literally eats a banana, and like a banana is the type of food that I forget I've eaten it as I'm eating it. Like it's not that's not a meal. Like, I- <laughs> well, did you did you notice at the very end of the episode when they're facetiming with Derek's dad, he tells Jordan to grow a backbone? Oh he no, says, Derek, you need to take responsibility. He says it very quickly, and then he says, "Jordan, you need to grow." Oh, backbone. to Jordan. <laughs> Well, yeah, because the whole episode, yeah. she's just like, well, you know, like, did you leave the car battery running? You all, you always leave the lights on, but yeah. it's okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So we find out that Jordan is a pregnant teen. She has nowhere to live. Her and her boyfriend are couch surfing, essentially. Yeah, this house we that get they're this... living in looks like Jesse Pinkman's house in, like, season four Breaking Bad, when it's just, like, a crack den. <laughs> like, there's just, like, there's no couches or anything. It's just, like, open no. space with, no, like, like, garbage. like, somebody moved out of his mom's house and, like, had enough for first, last, and security <laughs> and then nothing else. Absolutely. I mean, and you didn't see... You didn't, you didn't interact with the people whose house they were staying at, so it seemed... I think you saw them one time. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, because playing video games with Derek. Oh, But they were, gotcha. yeah, they're, like, in the kitchen, they're like, there's no food here. And I'm like, who's buying them food? Like, who, The only thing in the cupboard I noticed, because I'm always clocking the food on these shows, um, it was, like, a thing of stovetop, um, uh, like, stuffing. And that was the only thing in there. <laughs> oh... Also, stuff. I think part of it is, like, it's winter in Baltimore. Like, this is bleak times. Like, there's snow on the ground yeah. the entire episode. Not a coat to be found for these people. Yeah, she eats a banana for breakfast. I mean, just really, the, I just couldn't get over that. Like, how much that would not fill me up at all. And you know, like, they haven't sought out a single assistance program. Like, you know, there Kale have been no... You know there have been no WIC applications filled out. You know that there have been no, like... Let's look at shelters. Like, can we get housing assistance? Like, I would, I say that's the most frustrating part of this episode is like how meek and I guess that's a good way to describe Jordan is that she's very meek and just like how apathetic they are about the fact apathetic, that they're fucking the homeless story, yeah. and having a baby. And she's like, well, we don't really have anything for the baby. I'm like, you don't have anything? Yeah, and then at for one the point, um, his dad's like, well, you can come move with us. And she's like, well, my insurance won't go there. And I'm like, but I think that you'll be a, like, like, You'll be eligible for something if you go to tech. You're yeah, eight months pregnant. You are eight months the hospital. Exactly. They'll, they'll deliver your baby. Yeah. You'll get something. I promise you. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. All right. So uh, they're sleeping on a mattress. I just said that she's, um, I said she's so much like Janelle, but I don't know why I wrote that. Not probably the homeless um, part. <laughs> maybe the homeless part. I would say she, I would say she reminds me a little bit. I could see like Brianna from Teen Mom Young and Pregnant, 
in her a little oh, bit. Oh God, I can see that. Oh God, I'm. I just this past week started going back to the beginning of Young and Pregnant, and I'm currently recapping those, and those are fascinating to watch because, like, the very first episode of Young and Pregnant, you think that like Jessica's this awesome mom who like. I know. You know it's just so. It's it's just interesting. And you and I you miss Danae. Danae's such a star. Uh, bring back Danae, and like Brianna seemed like the social justice warrior, like talking about like oh, pronouns yeah. and like it's just. You know that Robert boyfriend didn't care about pronouns. Oh my God, Robert, he was just like I don't even think he had a pulse. <laughs> no. Um, anyway, yeah. Oh, I want. We also forgot to mention that they have a minivan who's that they named Bertha. I just figured I should probably. Throw that out I there. wonder how they got that minivan. Whose minivan it was first? Oh my God! But they're just like, yeah, they're living out of trash bags that are in their car, and Jordan says we're basically homeless. It's like no. <laughs> You're homeless. You are homeless. You have you have no home. Living in a car is homeless. She's like, I hate living out of this car. But and she doesn't like, even oh. say it with that much feeling. She's like, God, it just yeah. sucks. We can't. Yeah. We need a car, right? Uh, She's like, I hate living out of this car. <laughs> but luckily, my friend Sugar will always come pick me up so I can crash at her house. And um, first of all, like. That, what, is this this girl's real name? Because that's like, you're setting your child I'm up for... Uh... Dying to know Sugar's real name. <laughs> yeah. I'm dying to know everything about Sugar. And Sugar's like, you know, I'd let you stay here all the time, but like, it's just a respect thing for my mom that she like, that I can't have a guy sleeping on the couch. I'm like, a respect thing? So your mom would let you have like this loser boyfriend like it's just so weird it was so weird well the updated um the where are they now not where are they now what i read online she fucking hates sugar now she's like derek don't believe everything you see derek's a great dad but sugar is the one who was fake but fuck her and i was like whoa probably because sugar was like i need to stop being your friend Uh (laughs) oh we also found out that sugar got pregnant at the same time as jordan and had an abortion so it's like britney brianna this is always important for me to talk about because I think that this show does a terrible job of uh, destigmatizing abortion and this show does a terrible job at like really presenting abortion as the best choice for almost all pregnant teenagers. Have, has there ever been a 16 and pregnant where they decide to do abortion? Not a 16 and pregnant, but they <laughs> did after season two, I believe, of 16 and pregnant. There's Michaela. Okay. And she gets pregnant again and has an abortion, not on her episode, but they did a special on her. Like a whole special? I think. Or oh, okay. where are they now? But I, my brain tells me, because I haven't rewatched it since, that like they did a whole special on her decision. Um, which makes sense because the most people who get abortions are people who already have women who already have children. Um, statistically. I did not know that. But, like, Jordan's like, yeah, I just, like, knew abortion wasn't for me, and it's like, you're homeless. Like, like, I just, something that always drives me nuts, like, there's never any critical discussion about, like, she's like, it just, like, wasn't for me, but, like, I do see, like, your life seems a lot easier, sugar, and it's like, yeah, Sugar has a place to live. And honestly, and like, I can't pregnant. believe that she's not considering at least adoption. Because compared to Caitlyn oh, yeah, and Tyler, no like, Caitlyn and Tyler were fucking, had like, living in a fucking palace compared... Like, they had a perfect That's situation. True. You know why? You know why I think there was no talk about abortion or adoption? Because we almost never see on these shows where adoption is considered... On the episodes where adoption is considered, 
it almost never comes from the moms. It's always from their parents. Oh, and it's yeah, always yeah. their parents, that makes sense. which makes sense, right? Because yeah. no eighteen-year-old like wants to act. I shouldn't say no, but it makes a lot like a parent is like you need to get rid of this baby. I think as an eighteen-year-old, like, if you're going to have the baby, like the reason to have it is to keep it. If you don't already get the abortion, if you, you don't go get the abortion, the pregnancy, because like if you're gonna uh, have it, you exactly. want to keep it. Yeah, I, I get yeah, that. because if you were gonna not keep this baby, you would have had an abortion. Exactly. Like I think you're absolutely right. So I think we really, if you watch these episodes, you'll realize like when they talk about adoption, it's almost always the parents being like, you know, we could we sure. could still do adoption, like we could still look into it and there's no that's also a very unique aspect of this episode is that there are no parents like at all like you kind of get her grandparents but like they don't even you don't even see what these parents look also like like, her grand okay (laughs) let's talk about the scene where she goes to her grandma her grandma's dressed like a sister wife (laughs) did you notice (laughs) like first of all okay they clearly don't support poor Jordan that much because like they're like sorry there's just no room for you oh my god she's like we were hoping we could stay here and both the grandma and the aunt are like like, I'll give you some gas they're like flabbergasted (laughs) like they just don't even know what to say oh there's no room they're like no and I mean I'm sure they live in like a small like they live in Baltimore so they probably live I went to college in Baltimore for two years and I like can picture exactly like what neighborhood they live in. They probably live in a tiny little row home. Well, they can and sleep sure on the floor really... though. They're sleeping on the floor where yeah, they are. So. But that's what I'm saying. Like if my pregnant teenage grandchild was like <laughs> asked, like, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe she said like you and the baby can live here. Of and course. Maybe at another point. Like, but we just don't have, like, I wouldn't want Derek living in my house either. Like, I don't want some strange, first of all, teenage boys are like very scary and, like, I don't want some, like, strange teenage boy living in my home. Right. It's two women that live there. Yeah. Like, like, I wouldn't be surprised if there was an earlier conversation that was, like, you can come live in the living room, but, like, not not with him. Yeah, I'm surprised that these women let, like, um, freaking, oh, God, I always forget Kayla's mom's name. But the fact, didn't she let Stefan move in with them? Like, yeah, basically. Like, I don't know if, well, yeah, because his lights got turned off, remember? Oh, yeah. And it was like, does he have a home for his lights to be turned off? And she off was in? like his second mom, or I, I, it, I, yeah. it baffles me how any of these well, women let that I mean, happen. Jordan says at the beginning of the episode that her parents were letting Derek live with yeah, them, yeah, which is until insane. she got pregnant. Which at the same time, so it's like, okay, well, I guess the, I mean, I guess like good for her dad. Her dad, I bet her dad was like, he can live here and he has to have a job. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he didn't have a job. He was like, okay, well, he can't live here anymore. Yeah, which is like, what you should you, do as a parent. We were, like, letting... And I think Derek is probably a year older than her. Like, we were letting this kid live with us. And he's not respecting our boundaries, so he has to go. But, yeah, Jordan's grandma and aunt were like, no, we don't have room. Nothing happening. Sorry. Uh, that said, Derek does seem the least volatile of most of these dads that I've seen on any of these episodes. Like, he's Derek seems harmless is unconcerned. Well, yeah, he's think, apathetic, but he's not, he doesn't seem scary to me, and he's not, like, on drugs or anything, as, as yeah, far as we can see. I get see. what you're saying, it, and which is rare for mm-hmm. when you watch 16 Pregnants. Like, he doesn't get in her face screaming, like, he's not, you're never like, ooh, is he gonna hit her in this yeah. scene? Like, yeah, you're not, I, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. He is just, like, he spends this whole episode playing video games. Yeah, which is, I mean... 
I mean, every guy I've ever dated, that's what they do the second they walk in the house. And, like, I've da- I'm, have i like, dating, like, a 42-year-old man right now, and that's, like, what he, like, loves. He- he'll do it until, like, 4 a.m. if he gets a new game. It's it's outstanding. I mean, and I'm not one to judge, because I just like to be on the internet. It's, like, the same thing as oh, my yeah. video games. But I like, I always like on these 16 and pregnant episodes where it's like, okay, you have to get a job now. And it's like, he needed to get a job before you got pregnant. Yeah, and it's not that hard. Like, I got a job at Dairy Queen when I was 12 after, like, one interview, and I had no job he could, experience. He could get a minimum wage job, uh-huh. but they don't want those jobs. You know? Like, he's not going to McDonald's to apply for places. Yeah. Or, like, he's not going to get a job at McDonald's. Because he's lazy and he doesn't want it. And, I mean, he gave up a college scholarship, which we see in the Where They Now. He's, like, back in yeah. school. And I think he ended up graduating from college. But it's, like... I would like more background on Derek in this episode because, like, how did he get from, like, a college scholarship to homeless to having to live with his girlfriend's parents to then... I want to know what job he thinks he wants to have. Like, what job these men think is going to drop into their lap. Well, and it's funny because, like, at the end of the episode, Sugar's, like, so mad at Derek and she's like, Derek could have had... You guys could, like, have a place by now. And I'm like, what job could Derek really get that would, like... Be enough to support three people. I mean, true. Like it's hard. Not it's saying hard. That you it's, work. But it, to get a one bedroom apartment is it's it, it's expensive, especially starting yeah. from scratch. I don't think he would have been able to do that in nine months. No, I don't think he would have been able to either. I think they would have had at least their head above water a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and would have been able to afford food. But like, I it just doesn't. It, but they're always talking about that, like, on the show. They're like, well, as soon as he gets a job, we'll get a place. And, like, then he's going to pay for the place and for all three of you to live? Yeah. Like, oh, I, I don't know if that's going to work. Uh, so, where are we In here? comes Miss Tracy. Okay, so, you well, the first they FaceTime Derek's dad, who I love. Oh, I right, love, right. I love this guy. This guy, like, if they had picked up this these guys to be in Teen Mom 3 or something, this dad would have been, like... A recurring character. Yeah, uh-huh. he was good. I agree. He was good. And so they reached out. They and he liked him. the camera. You could tell he was talking to the camera. Oh yeah, he's like, like I'm saying you know all I mean? the funny like, dad things with all the advice. Like Derek says like, to his dad, he, Derek's like, I know you know how I feel. Da-. Well, first Derek has a Mike Tyson lisp. Did you notice that? He's like, I know how no, you feel. I, I know you know how I feel because I made you made the same mistake as me. And then his dad, <laughs> his dad's like, you didn't make the same mistake as me because I at least finished two years of college, which is like <laughs> boom. Um, and his dad's like, well, you can come hop on a plane and a train and come move out here with with me right now. And that's when Jordan's like, oh well, my medical insurance doesn't switch over. And Derek's like, oh well, her medical insurance doesn't switch over. And his his dad's like, oh, all right then. Like, bye. I feel like. I understand that it's very important to have insurance and, like, but I feel like if I'm homeless and someone's offering me a place, I'm like, we'll get to Texas and figure it out there. Again, you're like, nine months pregnant. Every, you will, you're not going to give birth on the street. You will be, you will be seen. They won't I turn promise. you away. Yes. Like, that's, like, the least of my concerns. Like, it's, unless you have, like, a crazy high-risk pregnancy or something, like, and you need your, like, medical team, like... Get on that fucking plane. At least you have a bed no. and a place to live. Yeah, and then his dad's his dad goes, "Well, um, technically you're homeless, and that bothers me, especially, <laughs> especially with someone that's pregnant." And I'm like, "That's like the understatement of the fucking century." I said, "Technically you're homeless, and that bothers me." They just continue to be like, mm, "Well, we're like kind of homeless," and it's like, "No, you're homeless." Yeah, just because like, you, you are a- inside four walls, you don't own a house. 
<laughs> or pay rent. It's, and I mean, she's 35 weeks pregnant yeah. when they're having this conversation. Like, oh, yeah. it's not like, it's not like she's 14 weeks yeah. pregnant and they're like, we got to get some shit figured out. Like, they have a baby that, like, could come the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so her dad's like, well, I got a friend there. I, I would love to know the backstory on how him and this Tracy woman, uh, how, what, what has happened to make them Same. such good friends that she would let his, like, this situation take place? Let me tell you what I would never do. <laughs> let a homeless teen and her teenage boyfriend move in with me. Who would you've I never met. Let... You've never met either of them. Well, I think, no, no, I think that she's known Derek his whole life. Oh, okay. Because I think he said, Jordan had never met her, but I think he said, but I've known her my whole life. I'm guessing she's like a family friend, like a fake aunt. You know what I mean? Like, this is my Aunt Tracy type of situation. But, like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I wonder, here's what I wonder, because she filmed if she got... $2,500 $2,500 from MTV. Yeah. I love when you throw out numbers like that, because I just always believe you, like, on whatever, like, number I mean, you I just throw made out. I'm like, that. that makes sense. Okay, here's why I say 25. First of all, if you guys don't know this listening to this podcast, sometimes I say things that I'm lying, but I say it with authority <laughs> so people yeah, believe me. I believe This you. is something I do in my regular life. I do it on this podcast. Like, it's just, it's just me. Like, I just say things to people... And I have no fucking clue what I'm talking about, but I say it, like, confidently, and people are like, okay, she knows what she's talking about. When you said that, uh, like, during the Janelle's Exes special, which was, oh, one of my favorite things that ever aired on TV, but where they offered, like, one of her exes $250 or something for the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, he tweeted that. I mean, that's amazing. The reason I say $2,500 is because Janelle's friend Tori, who would get $2,500 a season. A season? maybe that's too high. Yeah, but she would only be on, like, you know, like, two scenes a season Yeah, but she does good stuff. She's hitting Janelle with fucking drumsticks. I mean, trust me, I agree. Bring back Tori. (laughs) Where's Tori? Yeah. Jesus. Oh, I, trust me. I I keep in check with Tori. Don't you guys worry. All she right, good, has, good. like, another fiance. That girl's been engaged more times than Janelle. Oh, but maybe they got... Maybe even not... Like, she seemed poor. Maybe they gave her $900. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and they're only there... They only end up being there for, like, a month. And she's like, that's more than... That's, like, a tenant for a month. Like, I wonder if her dad was, like... Yeah. Or his dad, like, called her and was like, look, they're on this show. MTV's gonna pay whoever films and if you film like mtv is going to give you x amount of money and she was like okay it's you, worth and it. so in this episode she comes to them like a day before that jordan yeah. or maybe after the baby's born but she, oh it is after the baby's born she's, yeah, like, she's like i'm getting kicked, yeah i'm getting kicked out of my apartment so that <laughs> makes sense maybe she already knew that she had like a couple months left and she's like oh that money could come in handy for me to put it yeah, down payment. she needs she needs first, first and last and it's and it's like oh, yeah. it. and an extra 500 dollars, and you just let them live in your living room and she knows there's an end date yeah yeah that would because I, while I'm watching this, I'm like, this makes no sense. But Miss Tracy offers to let them move in. Of course, they say yes. Derek's like, should we take a little bit to, like, think it over? And Jordan's like, no, like, we have to yeah. move in. <laughs> Otherwise, we're sleeping on good old Bertha tonight. So they're so going to move into the living room, which is the also living room. insane. The living room. Well... First of all, we get a visual of a dog shitting on the floor. Oh, my God. But not only that, but at the same moment, 
um, Derek sweeping up around the Dried living room, and dog there's like shit. there's dog shit that is so hardened that it has been there for like weeks. And this all makes you know sense. Jordan grew up like in a nice middle class family. Oh. Like she has Uggs on. Like oh, her clothes. Are, I, I mean, her clothes look like shit, but they're this. Under Armour. But like you know, Jordan's from a clean home. And, like, they drag out these, like, disgusting mattresses that they're going to put on the floor. And Jordan goes, maybe we need to Febreze these. Yeah, I'm like, girl. (laughs) Um, The dog poop. But now this is kind of making sense. Because I'm like, why is this woman living in this squalor? Well, some people are just dirty. That's true. But maybe it's also because she's about to move out of this place that she doesn't give a fuck in five days (laughs) she's like oh that poop will disintegrate by the time the lieutenant moves in but yeah she like it's i mean i you can tell jordan like wasn't born to like live in a filthy living room like her face is just like Oh my fuck. And she's like, we'll have to Febreze these. And Derek's like, better than the floor. And she's like, I don't know. I got, I had a roommate in college that lived with us and he had, he got like a king size mattress off Craigslist and it would just lean up against the wall all day. And then at night he would just put it down in the middle of the living room. It would take up the entire living room and he would just sleep on it. No fitted sheet. And we would all just like sit on it. And he's like, he, he lived there for like two years like that. It was uh, nothing makes me more disgusted than a bed without sheets. It, I don't know why it is like the biggest trigger of disgust for me is a bed without a sheet on I it. I ended a date with a guy that like the date went so well. And I went to his house and he, he didn't have a fitted sheet on his mattress. And I was oh like, my God, nope. I would, I'd be, I'm not getting on that bed. No, yeah, I was out of there. Oh. Oh, so gross. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, Miss Tracy is a character like uh, it's just <laughs> Tracy. I just can't imagine like being in the oh, and my favorite part of the whole episode. <laughs> her sister, her son opens oh the door, God, walks in the front amazing. room. And like there's probably nine people in that living room because MTV and the whole crew is there because it's at least a sound guy, a camera guy, a field producer, like the boom mic, then, yeah. Yeah. He walks in, he goes, hey. Yeah. And then he, and then he fucking, like, goes up the Runs stairs. Upstairs. like <laughs> He's like, what did my fucking mom get us into? Oh, my God. I wonder if she even, like, she probably ran it by them, like, oh, there's going to be some people here when you get home, but, like, didn't make it. He was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, these poor kids. Like, and he was, like, probably 16, 15 or 16. Yeah. He was like... Oh, hey. And then, like, ran up the stairs and, you know, like, called his friend. He's like, my fucking mom's up to some shit again. Like, yeah. Because Miss Tracy is, I think, definitely one of those people that you're like, oh, she seems nice. And he, like, scratched the surface a little and you realize, like, her life's a fucking mess. Yeah. And she kind of implies it because at the end when she says she's moving, she's like, you know, I have no family to fall back on. It's just me. And you're like, okay. Like, I didn't ask. Yeah. I- that's true. Yeah, I, this all makes so much sense to think that she was making money off of this now. Because this whole time, I was like, why would she let yeah. them do this? It's really, yeah. No, I mean, look, some people do it, do things out of the generosity of their own heart. But, like, most people don't. Especially when they have three kids. Like, yeah. Like, and it's in her, like, it'd be one thing if she was like, I mean, my basement's finished. Like, we never go yeah. down there. Like, and I go, own like, this house. Yeah, what do I care? Like, go live in the finished basement. Like, that's fine. But, like, she brought in... Plus, like, she was also... I do wonder... So, I know it said it seemed like they hadn't applied for any food stamps or anything. But I do wonder if, like, moving in, she, like, got them on food stamps, got them hooked up with Oh, as dependents, yeah. 
Well, not even as a pet. Like, no, is that, like, Jordan could get on Wick. Like, Derek oh, could get his own food stamp card. Oh, yeah, okay. You, and you can get approved for that pretty quickly if you're homeless. I did this when I first moved into the sober living house in Florida. Like, everybody was on food stamps. I don't know. So I, like, signed up, too, even though I didn't need to be on food stamps. And because you're living in the sober living house, you, like, tell them you're home. Like, basically, I committed food stamp fraud. Like, I mean, I didn't. But well, like, I mean, you were, I mean, you didn't. Yeah. Like, were, were you paying like, rent at the sober living house? Yeah, but you're allowed, like, supposedly you're allowed, I don't know, come get me the state of Florida. Yeah, like, I, I, did, I doubt you're, I think you're the last thing. Every single person in my, like, sober living house yeah. was doing this. And I literally, I only did it for one month because you had to have a follow-up phone interview and I, like, didn't know, like, I just, like, blew it off because I'm an irresponsible person who doesn't understand that type of stuff sometimes. And then they just, like, cut off my food stamps oh. and I was like, okay, oh, but oh, I didn't oh, well, really yeah. need them. And then I applied again for them, like, a year later and... Even though I was work like barely working, they were gonna give me forty dollars a month or like twenty-five dollars a month or something. So I was like, okay, this isn't worth it. But I wonder if if you're when you're homeless, you can get food stamp approval pretty quickly. Yeah. So I wonder if they maybe already had it or she helped them get like WIC and then was like, Okay, but you have to give me your food stamp cards. Okay. Yeah, this is all making a lot Because if more they're sense. each getting, I mean, they're not married, so they'd each get their own card. Oh, yeah. And if they're each getting $200 a month. Because she later she comes in with she groceries. She groceries. Yeah. Yes. Okay, all right. But, like, why, why would you not just, like, take in these two kids, but they don't have jobs or money, so that means you're feeding them, too. I think you cracked the case. So I'm not saying she's, like, committing food stamp fraud. Like, if they're living with her, like, yeah, yeah they should have to put their money towards the family. But I wonder if that's an extra... $400 a month, you know what I mean? And she's like, you'll just give me the card. Yeah, that, yeah, the, the, yeah. Well, anyway, um, so they, um, next, where are we? There's a scene where, um, she's driving with sugar, Jordan's driving with sugar, and, um, they're talking about if they're still having sex while she's pregnant. Oh, this was so- and then um, Jordan says later, she's like, yeah, I'm just still really terrified about getting pregnant. And I'm like, what? You can control that, though. Get an IUD, girl. Like, you're obviously on some state-assisted medical insurance. Like, yeah. go get a birth control put in. Um, they, um, she said that she's not. Uh, Sugar is like, well, me and my mom are going to throw you a baby shower because you deserve one. And This jo- is so generous of them, by the way. There was like. 30 people at that baby yeah, shower. I mean, I where did they get all these how people? many people were there? And Who were they? They're not, and they're not invite, she's not going to invite her mom or dad because she still hasn't forgiven them yet for what they, the horrible <laughs> thing they've done to her. It's crazy. They're not in this episode at all. I know. At I, all. I wish we could have seen all that stuff. Uh, what do you think happened? Like, they got kicked out and then she applied for 16 and pregnant? Yes. I think so. Or I had applied... Yeah, I I do wonder. I was wondering now, like, how MTV found them. Like, obviously right. they applied, but I wonder if MTV... Because, like I said, they started filming pretty late in her pregnancy. A lot of times they'll start filming at, like, 20 weeks. Right, right, before they're even showing. Um, yeah, like, they're... Ba- yeah, like, I feel like they usually start filming around 20 weeks, and she didn't start filming, I think, until 32 weeks, or at least that we saw. Like, right. they didn't show them until 32 weeks. So I think that maybe, like, she... You know, she applied for 16 and pregnant and was like, I'm homeless. And MTV's like, get to Baltimore. Or maybe but she was on like the short list and they called for a follow up and she's like, oh, well, things have changed. Yeah. I'm now I'm now homeless. And they're like, bye, yep. bye. yeah, because they did have a pretty good story in that Derek was like a college scholarship athlete and then dropped out 
like, and they're living with their parents, and I bet her parents hate Derek, and, like, there's this whole thing. And then, yeah, I do wonder, though, like, I would like to know that if she was homeless and then got in contact with MTV or vice versa. But I think the homeless is what sealed the deal for them doing Yeah, of course. I think this is definitely the first 16 and Pregnant that featured, like, a legitimately homeless situation. Not, like... I'm bouncing between my mom and my dad's and my boyfriends. Like we're pretty unstable, but like this is like we have nowhere to go. We're living on a lady's living room floor. Um. So they sit with Sugar's mom and discuss how Derek. They're like, they're like, well, yeah, Derek. Um, is he gonna take care of you? And like, what if he decides to like up and leave? Like, what are you gonna do? And um, and uh, what's her face? Jordan's like, well, you know, once Derek needs to start looking for a job. And then Sugar <laughs> and her mom are like, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, he needed to been started looking yeah. for a job. Yeah, and they're just both like, you know, like, you always have a place here. And um, and then uh, Jordan cries. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and they talk about how she said, like, most girls in my situation would go to a shelter. Yeah, that and that. And Sugar got, sh- Sugar was, like, triggered by that. I hate that I have to keep saying the name Sugar. I feel like. Ridiculous. Yeah, Sugar like went in on her. And Diana was like, Sugar's mom was like, be nice. Yeah. And I just thought it was funny because you know, I really liked watching that conversation because my thoughts on that conversation were you know Sugar and Diana have the exact same thoughts and feelings and they're on the same page and they talk about this a lot. But Diana's a woman in her 40s and Sugar is 18. Yeah. So Sugar starts to go in and Diana's like, stop. Right. She's strong. And, like, just has the wisdom of a 40-year-old that, like, we don't need to beat up on her. Yeah, because she already Even knows though, this like, and she's already on the verge of tears. Her hormones are, like, she's going to, yeah. like, give birth right here in our kitchen if you don't stop. Even though, like, Diana agrees with what Sugar's saying. I just thought it was funny because it's, like, clearly they talk about this. Like, clearly they agree. But, like, Diana has the wisdom of age to be, like, just calm down. Oh. Like, we don't need to yell at her. Um, so next, um, three, it's three weeks from the due date and they go to get an ultrasound, um, in a voiceover, Jordan lets us know that, uh, Derek still has not found a job. And, um, there's just something that happens during the ultrasound that I thought was fucking alarming that, um, the nurse is like, oh yeah, your baby's chewing and she's drinking her fluid. And she's like, the fluid is pee by the way. And I was like, what? I didn't know that. I did not know that either. And, uh, I don't think I needed to know that or wanted to know that. I was like, what? And then they, then that's it. They didn't, like, explore that. I'm like, can no. you give me more information about that, please? Um, she's nervous. She said that her head's very big. And then Jordan's like, oh, God, I'm really nervous. Her head's going to be so big. And, like, I'm nervous about pushing that out of my vagina. And Derek's like, you'll be okay. As he's, like, texting. He doesn't give a fuck. Derek really has no... I think he has, like, very little connection to Jordan. I think that Jordan is... Like, he likes to hang around Jordan, mm-hmm. I guess. But, like, he doesn't he doesn't really care to, like... He doesn't seem to like Jordan very much. Like, yeah, he just... He, he's fine. He could take her or leave her. Yeah. Um, they get I mean, in, as he tells her. Yes, as that's what's going... So, um... They, uh... They get in a fight about how they're gonna have to... She's like, well, what are we gonna do? Like, we... I, we, we need a place to live. And he's like, well, we have a place to live. And she's like, well, no, but at this rate, we're gonna have to stay with Tracy. And he's like, no, we are staying with Tracy because we just don't have a choice. So they... Which, fair enough. Yeah. He wasn't wrong. Like, yeah. and I think that's part of, like, what... And Jordan even says it, like, I need to be less stressed and you need to be more stressed. But I think from where Derek's sitting... 
And I think this goes back to the fact that maybe Derek's a little more comfortable with homelessness. Like, he probably grew up a little poorer right. than Jordan. And Jordan, like, probably never worried about, like, where her next meal was coming from, if she was going to have a place to live. Like, those just weren't concerns for Jordan. Yeah, for Jordan, it seems obvious that somebody should be providing for her at all times. Yeah. It's shocking. And Derek, Derek, like, when, when she's saying, like, well... What are we going to do? We're going to have to stay here. And Derek, in his head, is probably like, we have a great setup right now. Yeah, like, we have a place to rent. live. Like, yeah. like, we don't have to go anywhere. Like, we don't have to call and ask if we can stay here. Like, we know we can stay here. She gets us food. She drives us around. And he, like, can't understand, and this probably just has to do with them growing up differently, is that, like, he just can't understand, like, why she isn't just chill. Because yep. he's like, just chill. Like, what do you, why are you so concerned? Like, we have this place to stay, but Jordan, like wants to have her own place obviously or like a secure place and i think jordan understands like this shit could end at any minute and like is worried about that and derek's like yeah this shit could end at any minute but whatever it's not ending right now so we're fine yeah he's very much just like take it day by day um so they get in they go to 7-eleven and then they get back into bertha the minivan <laughs> and uh the battery dies and this is where she's like honey did you leave the lights on yeah now you're always do i know you love to do that and he's like no i didn't it's not it's not my fault so they get some guy to jump the car and at this part this was pretty sad um and, and yeah. the battery is just fucking like dead and the guy who was like helping them jump he's like well Good luck. I'm uh, I'm rooting for you, kids. Yes. <laughs> this is fucking pregnant. And she's like, "Oh, Derek. Uh, well, we we need a car. So, uh, yeah. What are we gonna do? No, literally. She says, "We need a car. What should we do?" And I think this also goes back to the fact that, like, for Derek, like the car was a bonus. Yeah. Like when they had a car, like cool, is a bonus. Like now we don't have a car, bitch. Like yeah. what do you mean? What do we do? We he goes, we get to step in. Yeah. That was he his goes, response. We get to step in. And Jordan probably has never not had a car. You know right. what I mean? Like, she's never... Like, maybe when she was, like, in, at 16, she didn't have a car. But, like, her parents have always had cars. And yeah. she's like... And they live in Baltimore, not in New York. Like, they don't... It's not exactly It's not a, a walking place. Yeah. Well, she's like, it's and like a mile in the cold. I'm like, a yeah. mile is, like, what my, like, walk to the subway used to be. <laughs> like, yeah. You're, to be fair, though, she's eight months pregnant. That is true. And it's freezing out. <laughs> And they have no coats, not a coat in sight. She's as wearing I said. just a red hoodie. But I really, I do think it's like one of those things where Derek is just like, okay, well now we don't have a car. Yeah, so we're like, walking it was home. Cool that we had a car, but like we don't have one. I don't know what to tell you. The car's gone. Like there's no more car. And I'm, and I'm, I'm like, watching this, and I'm like, that car's gonna get towed. And then like five minutes later, it's like, oh, by the way, the car got yeah. towed. She is, yeah, she's like, you can see just like life flashing before her eyes when she realizes the car won't turn on and she's like oh my god we don't have a fucking car but anymore she is, and Derek's like she's whatever scared let's to walk. yell at him like she won't be like Derek yeah. cause she knows that he's like one foot out the door yeah Derek's like we're losing yeah. daylight I'm freezing cold well, and I no, like what she home. knows here's what she knows she knows she's homeless by choice because of this guy. Mm -hmm. And if she lets this guy break up with her, then she's homeless by choice because of some asshole that broke up with her. Yeah. And that, like, she has, like, ruined her fucking life for this guy, and she, like, will not... For all of my Tory Spelling heads, it's a lot like Tory Spelling and her awful husband, Dean McDermott, who oh, she I can't Oh, I leave, watched that show. Who she can't leave because she cheated on her husband with mm -hmm. him. And she told herself that it was okay that she cheated because it was true love. And they were so in love, and, right? 
And they were so in love that she had to cheat on her husband, Charlie, because, like, her and Dean were soulmates, like, and God placed Dean in her life, and she had to have sex with him while still married. Like, Tori, so she can't leave Dean now, because if she leaves Dean, that means, like, none of that was true. Yeah. And I think that uh, Jordan is in a similar position where, like, she has, like, literally ruined her entire fucking life. Yeah. She's pregnant with him. She's has no relationship with her parents. She has nowhere to live. And if Derek leaves her, like, then she has thrown her life away for no reason. But at least if her and Derek are together, then, like, they're doing this in the name of love. Right, and and her pride. Like, she's not, she won't just, like, surrender to the fact, like, all right, that was quite a misstep there. She's like, this is all okay because Derek and I love each other so fucking much. Yeah. But, like, if her and Derek don't love each other so fucking much, then, like, Girl, what are you doing with your life? So they walk home. And he's like, I would like to get home, so let's start walking. We can talk about it when we get in the house. You know the MTV crew's like, so we're walking then? We're walking backwards? No, I think they, I think they just, like, <laughs> they got rolled down the window on production van and, like, followed them. They held them. the boom mic out the window? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, hope their mics pick it up. God. All right, so, uh, by the way, is this? do you think this is the same crew? Like, Kirthy, Kiki, like, do you think these are all the same people? Uh, I bet it's... Some of them, but no, because by this point, like, Teen Mom, OG, and Teen... Mm, Teen Mom, OG might not have been on the air, but Teen Mom 2 was on the air. Okay. Um, so, 60 and Pregnant probably had, like, an individual crew. All right. Um, so, the car gets impounded. Shocker. <laughs> Which, at this Poor point... Bertha. Yeah, poor Bertha. Bye, Bertha. Um, Derek, in this next scene, they're, like, screaming at each other, and he's just on his phone, and I'm always so confused about people who are have no money but they still have their phone like Kiefer always had a phone and I'm like where are you paying for that um I think that they we kind of walked over this but when they FaceTimed his dad for the first time she said let's go in there because they have free wi-fi and I bet that that phone has no service Service? wi-fi oh okay I would have I bet Jordan still I bet at that point Jordan still had a cell phone paid for by her parents right gotcha because, like, they weren't going to kick her off the family plan. Like, you know, they'd still let her have the cell phone. Also, like, I do think that, yeah, because, so I bet Jordan had a cell phone paid for by her parents, and I bet that was that cell phone. I bet Derek didn't have a cell phone, because you never saw a cell phone in Jordan's hand. Oh, it was, it's pink. So, yeah, yeah, it probably was hers, and he's on her phone. I would rip and that out of And then they use Miss Tracy's Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. So he's, she's like nagging at him and he's pissed because she nonstop nags. And she, this is where I'm on her side because this is yeah. fucking typical men. She's like, if you did it the first time I asked you, then I wouldn't have to nag. And that's like. You know like, who doesn't do shit that she asks? Yeah. You know, all day long, she's like, could you do this? Could you do this? And, and that is like, such a guy, a, like a, a, a male, like trope in relationships. It's yeah. like, oh, she's such a nag. And it's like, if yeah. you just did it. Like, the first time. I wouldn't nag. Yes, I wouldn't (laughs) nag you. Uh, So, uh, Jordan's like, you promised that by the time the baby comes, you'd have everything situated and nothing situated. And Derek goes, what's not situated? I, like, (laughs) And this goes back, I'm telling you, this goes back to them just having, like, completely different expectations about, like, home security. Like, (laughs) and food security, where he's like, yeah, I see a roof over our head. Yeah. I have food in my belly. Like, what are you complaining about? Well, that's and she's what like, he said. He go, you're living in somebody's living room. It's tough shit. Where do you want to go? There isn't nowhere to go. We can't go to your parents' house. Accept the situation and deal with it. Figure shit out. Tell me what you want me to do. Which, yes. Which. That's, that's a good point. But, uh. 
mean, on one hand, it's like fair enough. Like, what is he going to do? Right. Like, yeah, of course he's going to get a job. But even if he got a job, like, it's hard for me to feel bad for her because she's like, you promised everything would be situated by the time the baby came. But like, bitch, you should have figured out at 28 weeks when he didn't have a job that right. like there was not enough time to get things situated. Yeah. That this is now like the bottom, like the bottom of the barrel, like your breaking point. Uh, now she gaslights herself. She's like, well, are you frustrated because you feel like it's my fault we're in this situation? She, like, starts to gaslight herself without him even contributing to it. Oh, my God. She's like, do you feel like it might be my fault and, like, I I put us in this situation? And, um... He's like, no. He's like, no. I mean, I can leave at any point, any point in time that I want to leave. You're stuck here. I'm not. And I, oh, I wanted to fucking like kill him. I mean, when he said the that. worst part is that it's a hundred percent true. Of course, it's true. But like, that's the meanest thing you can say that's to someone. The saddest right now. and worst part is that it's a hundred percent true. And you know that was like he punched her in the face, and she was like. We weren't supposed to talk about that. Like we weren't supposed to say that out loud. Uh, but then it's uh But then the where are they now? She's the one that 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 That's leaves. True. So yeah, it's crazy. But so, yeah, he was like, "I'll just leave." He's like, "It's fine. I'll go. What do I care?" So he does leave. Then he comes back and he's like, "Hey, baby, are we done arguing?" <laughs> She's like, "Are we done arguing? You're the one that left." And he's like, "No, I had to. I had to, baby. Don't worry. You come here. Come here, baby. We're we're done. we're good, right?" Um, and um, he's just so nice. He's like, "Look, if I would have, if I wanted to leave when you got pregnant, I would have left. But I'm still here, baby, baby, baby." And uh, I guess they make up now. Oh, and then he's like, "Don't worry. Now I'm gonna start looking for a job. Like I, I'm gonna. I promise. I'm gonna buckle down now." She's about to have the baby, and he's like. I'll start looking for She's like job. in labor, basically. It's like when Mackenzie McKee's 16 pregnant, she's like nine months pregnant. She's calling places asking for applications, and it's like nobody's oh giving you a job, sweetie. I, I need to re because I'm trying to get through all the Teen Mom 3 girls so I can start recapping Teen Mom 3. And I'm so nervous to do Mackenzie's because I don't want to say anything mean about her mom. Because, like, as you, you're like, she's kind of the well, villain, and I don't want to delve in on that. Angie is a bitch. Cancer doesn't cure narcissism oh, and bitchiness. That's, I just can't. I don't want to, like, touch it. But I know it's such a good episode because so many people keep, like, suggesting it. Is it is good. You know what? Mackenzie and Josh are, like, really nice to each other and in love in the episode. It's very surprising And they hate each other now? Yeah. Oh. You'll but they're still them. married. You'll see when you get to Teen Mom 3. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're still married. But, like, they break up all the time. Uh, maybe I should just get it over with, though, like, now, before, like, anything, like, really bad happens, and I'll just have it over That's and true. Oh, anyway. Um, so, anyway, so now he's going to go look on, he says, I'll go, I'll go look for a job online, which is, like, the minimal amount of effort you can possibly do. Truly. It, like, get to step in, boy. Like, yeah, get to step in, put your feet on the ground, and go uh, fill out job applications in person. Uh, so an hour, uh, this is, yeah, it's like an hour before the baby's born. He decides to do this. So then they go to the baby shower. Um, the girl, like her friends are there and her friends are like discussing what they're going to wear to prom. And Jordan's like, all I do now is mom things like laundry and cleaning the house. And I'm like, that's like an hour. Yeah. What? Like what else you do don't there? have a, I think they just like sit around yeah. all day cause they don't have a car. They don't have money. Like they don't have anything to do. Yeah, like, later she says that, too, like, to Sugar. She's like, oh, God, I just do mom stuff all day. I'm like, you don't, but, like, cleaning the house takes half an hour. Laundry takes an hour. I feel like it's not her house. Like, I doubt she's, like, cleaning the whole house. She's like, oh, wash it, rinsing out baby bottles. I'm like, that, that, 
10 seconds. Like, I'm literally, like, doing it in my head right now. Um, anyway, they get, oh, so the baby shower, they get a ton of clothes. Like, they get nothing that's going to really actually help them. Yeah, I'm curious as to who all those people were. They eventually get a crib, but they don't tell us yeah, how they got it. It's like it. a nice crib. I bet I bet Miss Tracy like got it from someone that she knew. Probably. But they did not spend nearly enough time, in my opinion, talking about baby prep. Like, do they have pacifiers, bottles, like swaddles? Like, I wanted to know where they got every single thing for this baby. We did not find all out. All they like, get in the baby shower is a bunch of cute clothing. That's like literally all mm-hmm. we see. Like some like bougie shoes. I'm like, that's not gonna help you at all, though. But like they. I don't even know if that was enough clothing. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I want to know where everything came from. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Derek finally starts applying for jobs, and he asks Miss Tracy if he can use her as a reference, and she says under one condition that you get a haircut. So he goes and gets a haircut, and but then it's like, but before David could go for his interview, uh, she goes into labor. She's confused about it. Derek is playing video games, and she's like... Derek, I think I'm leaking. And he's like, what What do you mean? And she's like, it looks like pee, but it's clear. And they both genuinely seemed unaware that this is the water breaking. I don't think it was the water breaking, though, because then she says, I'm leaking amniotic fluid, and they have to induce my labor. Oh, well, I didn't know that was a thing that could happen. So, so I, I don't know. I don't know enough about birth to know if that's the same thing, but she said they had to induce my labor. So I don't know why they would induce her labor for water broke. Okay, so they're in the hospital. She doesn't want to call her parents, so she's really sticking to her guns on this. Yeah, she hates her parents. Are they in contact now, do you know, or anything? I I think they go in and out, because, like, a couple months ago, maybe it was last year, uh, like, 2017, I don't remember when, but Jordan, like, went missing for a little bit. Oh, my God. And her mom, it was her mom that was, like, reporting her missing, but she wasn't, like, really missing. She was just, like, kind of running on the streets of Baltimore. Oh, she's dating, like, a 50-year-old man or something, right? I mean, I'm sure dating is used loosely Okay, there. gotcha, gotcha. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so she's in the hospital. She's still being really jovial in the hospital. She's like, oh, God, this really hurts, Derek. Um, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Nine hours. Of, they don't show anything about her labor. They're like, all right, well, no. nine hours later, I had the baby. So Baby Genevieve Shea, which is a great name. I like the name Genevieve. Me too. Evie, they're calling her, which is super cute. Probably one of the better 16 and pregnant oh, yeah. baby names. Genevieve reminds me of just like, um, like Red the Renaissance times. Like yeah, a I love royalty. That name. Yeah, it's cute. And Evie is a super cute nickname. Yeah, it's cute. Um, so one week in, um, we get the first thing we get is one of my favorite things on these fucking shows is where we get a fucking blowout diarrhea shot and they do a close up on the fucking diaper. I can't <sighs> always. I, I know. We get it. Like, baby shit. Yeah. We don't need to see it. They show it again at the end of the episode, like a real big close-up. It's just... This scene was so weird. First of all, we they always do, like, one night at home... Like, one full night right. at home with them. And we get this one. She's breastfeeding because they can't afford formula. Um, they're fighting about, like, how she doesn't get any sleep. The baby's crying. And then Miss Tracy sends a text that's, like, they need to keep it down. I'm like, right. they have an infant in a room without a door. Like, keep yeah, what down? That was, that was bitchy, I thought. And it's the baby. Like, they what? weren't even making noise. The baby was crying. Unless she means like, the MTV crew. I feel like that's what she meant. Well, yeah, and also we saw her, like, uh, like lift something out of the trash can and, like, the lid fell off. Oh, God. Okay. But, like... 
you have an, a new, like a young couple, their infant living in your living room without a door. Like it's going to be loud. Yeah. Like you want her to fucking smother the baby? Uh, I don't, I don't know. So she, um, is she, the poor kids are like, why is there a baby screaming oh in our God. living room? The like I've to school tomorrow with the kids like that live in the with house, the, like Tracy's kids. Oh my oh God. Yeah. So they do not want any fucking part of it. They're just like, poor, excuse me. The son, the son pops up. He's like, do you guys have anything in the laundry? And Derek's like, yeah, we do. And he's like, can you move it so I can do laundry? And Derek's like, yeah, I guess. And, like, and then it's just them in the in the kitchen, like, wandering yeah. around. And then, like, the daughter is like, excuse me. Yeah, excuse me. That made me upset because you could tell that that daughter was really, like, uncomfortable uh-huh. with them there. Oh, yeah. I like, was like, they're over this. They, they're, they did not... Not even over it, but, like, uncomfortable. Like, not, like, just, like, annoyed, but, like, you could tell that daughter... Like, I'm sorry, in your own home, you should never have to, like, like quietly be like, excuse me, when yeah. you're trying to, like, get into your fridge. And this daughter is, like, 12 years old, and there's this, like, stranger. Man. Yeah. yeah. This man. Yeah. It's awful. It's so, I, like... You know, they're like, my fucking mom. Like, what did she get us into? Plus the whole MTV crew. Oh, God. Oh, just men everywhere. Um, The next... So the scene is pretty real and raw, I feel, of her, like, breastfeeding and, like, them yelling yeah. at each other. It, uh... Well, and this is when you can see, like... I think they showed it to, like, show her postpartum is, like, starting to set in. Because oh. she's, like... She's angry. And, like, we called her meek the whole time, which is why I think this scene was, like, so startling to me. Yeah. Because she wasn't just, like... She wasn't just, like, annoyed. Like, she was angry Uh at Derek. She's like, when am I supposed to sleep? And he's like, well, that's why, like, you're the one that wanted to breastfeed. And, like I said, she's like, we can't afford formula. Like. Oh, God. Yeah, I know that's, it's grim. Uh, Can you please get out of here, please, Kat? Um, Okay, so, Latrice. Um, So they call, so, um, the next day, Tracy comes in and delivers the news. uh, And I felt, I mean, this is always my biggest fear, because I rent. And um, I rent by myself, and this place fell into my lap, like, luckily. And um, if if this happened to me, like, I would be completely fucked. So this is always my biggest nightmare, that, that. Some, that the owner is going to want to sell the house and you have like 30 days to evict. So that's what happens here. And Tracy yeah, goes... She's like, well, I got some bad news today. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, Derek, that's why it's really frustrating when I come home from a long day's work and you're sitting there playing video games. And I'm like, uh, did he get a job today or anything? <laughs> it's a... <sighs> So, uh, yeah, they so the, she's like, I have nowhere to go. I have no family to fall back on. Um, I don't know what you guys are going to do, but... Uh, this is... I just knew in this moment that Tracy's life was a lot messier than we were yeah. led to believe. Yeah. <laughs> there was just something... She, well, and she's like, well, when my lease is up... And so I'm assuming, like, that she's about to say, like, when my lease is up in three months. Right, right. But then I'm like, wait, when does she have to move? That's... She knew beforehand. Yeah. You think? I think so, too. Um, yeah. So they call uh, uh, Derek's dad, and Derek's dad's like, well, 15 seconds of pleasure, and, and you got you nine months of trying to figure out what you're going to do next, and Derek's... I would be so fucking annoyed if, like, I called my dad, and I'm like, we're about to be homeless again. He's like, don't have sex without a condom. It's like, the baby's here, yeah. bitch. Like, Derek's like, do you have any advice for us? And so his dad said, don't have any more kids. Cover your man, strap it up, put a hat on, wear a jimmy. I mean, how else you want me to say it? It's like, okay, that's all good, but putting on a condom tonight is not getting us uh, off the streets. Yeah. 
So he's, but dad says, come to Texas. Mm-hmm. And he, he says, he only said he'll you. send the money to fly there. Yeah, he said, I'll pay for you to get here. I have a two-bedroom apartment, so you'll have your own place. Derek, you can start working for me immediately. Jordan, you can be a dispatcher at my company. Like, right, which is a great job. Like, that's sitting. Sh- it's a seated position. should have went when she was still pregnant. Yep. Oh, my God. Um, and then there's... And a- they're like, well, we have to think it over. And I'm like, what... What this is like? What is there to think over? Like yeah. I understand, and Sugar had a really good point where it was like you're gonna move with him to Texas, like, and you're gonna be stranded there, and like, what are you gonna do when you fight? But like, they don't have options. That's it. Like, I can't believe they were even like, let's think it over. Like, think what over? Also, I think that when it comes down to it, when she does go to Texas, if they do, if and when they break up, her parents will just pay for yeah. her to come back, and she can take the baby with her. Technically, like I mean, I'm really curious as like what went down in Texas. I know and how if they even went to Texas, they should have picked her up for like a, a season. I'm yeah, sure just give too. give Jordan her own season. Yeah, well, well, at least she could have been added to. We could have lifted out like Macy or something and throw Jordan there. <laughs> I mean, we can always lift out Macy. Except without Macy, we wouldn't have gotten the um the Ryan and Mackenzie yeah. stuff. Which I know has it's been a, a trade off. It's a devil's trade-off. Truly. So they're moving to Texas. Um, Sugar talks about how shitty Derek is. And the last scene is just Jordan telling us, like, that she's worried if Derek's going to be there if they move to Texas. And, um, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. It ends on this note of, like, uh, I, I was like, well, I bet they go to Texas and Derek becomes, like, addicted to drugs and Jordan's supporting everyone on her, like single mother's salary or whatever and that's absolutely surprise yeah wow we go to the where are they now and the way they did this where are they now is like each girl got her own like five minute segment right except jordan who got 10 minutes at the end i kept kept scrolling because you were like you can just fast i thought it was in my head i thought it was like um like scene by scene like a teen mom episode kind of but it wasn't right but yeah, I was like, don't watch her us. We don't need to watch her us. It's unimportant to us. But the fact that it goes, like, I, it kept happening. And I'm like, is this the right one? And then when it got to her and I saw that it was at the end, I'm like, this must be good because they saved it to the end. And it was two whole segments. So Jordan, we pan in on Jordan. She's living with a friend from work. She, like I said, she has bleach bond hair. She has makeup, nails done. Like, mm-hmm. looks good. Like, in a trashy good way. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, if her hair like, was toned and not, like, bleach blonde, would she would look better. gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I got really bad postpartum depression, but the doctor thinks it's actually bipolar. I don't want to go on medication. And we find out that Derek has started school again, is living in a lacrosse house. Yeah. Like, I guess he's playing on the lacrosse team. And it's freaking three, and- three men and a baby over there. And has the baby there. His roommates must be saints. I mean, sir, like, that should be a show. That should be a spinoff right there. That Those three guys raising the baby. It, like, it's mind-blowing. So little Evie is living with Derek on a college campus in a college house. They're all rotating who takes care of the baby. And Jordan goes, at my job, I'm a... Well, you know what? I'm just going to say it. I'm a stripper. Like, you could tell she was about to be like a dancer. Yeah, I'm a waitress at a strip club, which is like always, you know, the go to. Like, anytime anybody, here's a fun fact. 
not any time, but 99% of the time someone tells you they were a waitress at a strip club or bartender at a strip club, it means they were a stripper and they just don't want to tell you. Um, and I thought that's like where she was going to go. And she's like, you can tell she's just like, oh, fuck it. I'm a stripper. Like, it may, right. I make a lot of money. But I don't and really like, mind that she's, I don't care if you're a stripper. You, there are thousands of women who have supported their children yeah. off of a stripper. She's, she's almost too ashamed of this. Like, I, she's like, I make a well, ton of money. I was like, yeah, fine. Great. Go ahead. You can tell the weird thing is watching this is that she seems stable. She does. She's, she's self aware. <laughs> Derek seems like kind of un- like he starts screaming at her yeah. like for no reason. And you're like, she doesn't seem that bad. And then you're like, oh, she won't take her bipolar medicine. That's all she needs to do. Derek's like, all she needs to do is take her bipolar and then I'll let her. Yeah. And then we find out that this is when we find out that he's like in contact with her parents because he call she calls him and she's like he's like the baby's at the doctor and she's like with who and he's like I don't have her and she's like who has the baby and he's like I don't have her that was really shady and then they hang up and then he's like yeah the, her parents had the baby I just didn't feel like telling her and I'm guessing that's like a point of contention in is like her parents be more involved than she is. Right. Okay. Oh, her parents had the baby. I yeah. missed where he said it. What I I thought that it was with a like a or like a girlfriend. I thought it was with like oh, his no, girlfriend. No, no. That's why he I said my her shady. parents had the baby at the doctor. Oh. So I think from what I glean from the internet is that like basically it's gone from Either her parents basically splitting custody or Derek. I think shortly after this was filmed, Evie basically went to live with her parents full time. And Derek, I mean, understandably so. Like, he's in college. He is playing college sports. Like, I think it makes the most sense for Evie to live with the grandparents. I'm sorry, I missed this. Did they move to Texas and then move back or everyone moved to Texas? I don't understand. I don't know. Because, like, I would bet that they never even moved to Texas. Because how did they both get back? You know what I mean? Her parents probably paid for them. But I wouldn't be surprised if they never even went. Maybe she did say at the beginning we went to Texas and then we broke up. But I, I think bet they did, weren't there for very long. Because at the end long, of the 16 and Pregnant, it shows a plane taking off. So. <laughs> I think maybe she does say at the very beginning of the Where They Now, she said we went to Texas and then we broke up and things are different now. Okay. But obviously not for long because it's seven months and Derek has like a college, like a place to live, True. college, like friends. She has a whole new job. So they've obviously been back in Baltimore for a significant amount of time. Like... That's crazy. But the where they now is, it's just jaw-droppingly shocking. Yeah. Like, that he is living in this three men and a baby situation. The guys all love her, but I'll say it, I'm, like, uncomfortable with a lot of non-related grown men around babies. Uh, yes, statistically, of course. You just, you have, statistically, and be, what about women? Women do it too. Okay, but statistically, it's almost always a man. And until then, like, once it's not, I'll start worrying more about non-related women. But as of now, statistically, the more non-related men around that you have around a child, the more likely they are to be abused. Yeah, like all like I don't sleeping she, under the same roof. Like it's, I it's, don't think she, I don't think she was being abused, but that's just the reality of statistics. Like that, and that's why children of single mothers are more vulnerable because they're more likely to be around non-related men. That's just that's just how it is. Um, but. Like, Derek's, I mean, he's very mean to Jordan, but he has Evie on a schedule. He's, like, doing his thing. Like, Gary and Amber. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, and Jordan, like at one point they show her at the strip club, like really upset. And like the house mother, the strip club comes over to her yeah. and is like, stop being upset. Like you're providing for your child. But I'm wondering, like, is she really providing for the child? I'm guessing it's at this point that like the heroin is already uh-huh. started. Yeah. Well, she went to she went to the hospital with pancreatitis. Uh, at, like soon after this, like she she says on the on like some interview, she would do e- anything that was handed to her, cocaine and like yeah. I personally like that's what made me stop drinking is I thought that I kept diagnosing myself with every disease and I kept mm-hmm. I kept thinking that I had pancreatitis but really I just had like gas, um but yeah. like to get pancreatitis like that requires so much like and yeah. she's so young I'm 35 I'm like I'm about and she's to be- tiny she's young yeah like, yeah like she must have done so to get pancreatitis and I think it happened yeah, so twice. much drinking well she was totally like. She was probably drinking alcoholically, plus like, plus doing drugs on top of drinking alcoholically. Like, it's just so bad for your organs because Ooh. like, alcohol is so bad for your organs and drugs are so bad for your organs. And then you combine them. Yeah, you're drinking alcoholically. Your body can't process like heroin and coke and meth or whatever she was doing. So yeah, Jordan, like, in this episode though, like, it's so weird to watch because like, like I said, like. Yeah, she's working at the strip club. Yeah, she's saying she's not taking her bipolar medicine. But at the same time, like, she seems so self-aware. She seems she's well, so well-spoken. Like, like, she does not seem like a heroin addict that, like, isn't seeing her kid. But, like, that's basically what she's telling us that she is. So does she, does she see Evie now or, like, you don't know? I don't think she sees her very much now. Okay. Um, I looked on Derek's Twitter and he's, he's with, like, he's raising her. Great. But I couldn't get a good grasp on, like, exactly. I would guess that I wouldn't be surprised still if Evie was living most of the time with the grandparents. But Derek was, like, an active dad like an active non-primary parent, you know. Okay. Okay. Um but yeah, Jordan is she, like I said there'll be times where she'll go missing. Uh she, as you said, she got caught basically with her like services on Backpage, which well, is the, a on the article on the article I read, it was like it's still not confirmed if it is her because she's so so thin in it like you can't it's her but it doesn't look like her really and her face is you know worn down and now she has or at least like over the summer she posted with this guy that she's dating who's like in his 50s or late 40s she'll like randomly pop up and be like i'm sober but then she's not and I looked on her Twitter today, and I noticed she hadn't been active on her Twitter since August, which is usually not a good not sign. Not a great sign, yeah. Maybe she's in rehab. Like, maybe. maybe. I always notice with people in recovery, like, that you can kind of tell when someone's fallen off, because, like, they'll go, like, they'll be posting all over social media, yep. like, sober and good. And then you're like, huh, I haven't seen that post person post in a while. Yeah. And then you go look, and you realize they haven't posted in, like, 60 days, and then you're like, uh, and then you hear from someone else, like, they relapsed, and you're like, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, because when you're, like, running around the streets of Baltimore trying to get high, like, the last thing that you care about is Updating your getting face. on Facebook <laughs> and tweeting. Like, that's just not, you know what I mean? Like, if that's just not number one on your mind, especially if you're living like Jordan is, which is like homeless prostitution. Woof. Yeah, it's what? sad. But it's a good it's a good episode. I mean, it's th- like good a shocking choices. episode. This was a great choice. I was I was just going blindly, like I was like, pick anything, whatever you think will be good. And the, where I gotta say, 
15 minutes in, I was like, this wasn't that great. But, I mean, you uh, you know what you were doing over here. <laughs> Let me be your teen mom shepherd. <laughs> yeah, well, you have been since I found your podcast. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, teaming up with me. This was awesome. I want to do two things. I want to do with you a regular, like, teen mom two episode during this time. Sure. And then I also want to do a throwback episode, and we'll put that, uh, if you're an EVP patron, we can put that on the Patreon, and we can do it for I'll your do channel, it on, too. I'll do it on my Patreon, then. Perfect, because I really, I thought, like, anytime I, if you guys listen, like, anytime I do a throwback episode, I, like, get high off of it, because there's just, they're so good, so much is going on, like, being able to watch with the knowledge that you have now is, like, so I know, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after this Teen Mom 2 season, it, like, if you came on my podcast, it, like, because I, I would love to have you just recap one of the old episodes with me. So, like, yes. would you rather do a Teen Mom 2 or a Teen Mom OG? Probably two. Teen Mom 2. Yeah, Janelle. Please. Obviously. Okay. Please. I mean, I haven't watched any of the OG ones in so, like, probably since it aired or, like, a random marathon on MTV back when I saw right, Cable right. type of situation. But, yeah, definitely Teen Mom 2. But I don't know. Uh, an OG, like an early Faraday. Mm. I mean, that's what I'm coming up on. The, the episode I will be doing next for OG is the one where, like, it starts with Farah's mom, like, being arrested. And she's, like, in her, oh, like, great. she's, like, in her fur jacket outside, like, is in that the season garbage. two, episode one? Yes, season two, episode one. Or season, I'm it sick. might be season. Why do I know that? No, you're. But it's a, it's a season opener, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. It starts, like, right, like, with that, with, like, the 911 call. Why do I know these things? That's <sighs> sick. Well, it's because it's important. But it's important. Yeah, but anyway, you pick because any episode, any any episode you like. Your whatever your favorite episode of Teen Mom is, let me know, okay. and I'll let I'll let you come on with me because that's be fabulous. It's because I care about history. Yeah. <laughs> God. All right. Well, great. This was awesome. Um, this is so good. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you. Do you wanna, where's your What's your Twitter? What's your Instagram? Tell everybody. Oh, God, I don't have an Instagram. I barely use That's... Twitter. But you can join my group. We all love to hate Teen Mom. Liz is in there. I feel like there's a celebrity in our group. She's doing some good stuff over there. All you have to do is answer the questions and prove that you're not a bot. And I would like you to say that you listen to the podcast, because if, if you don't, I don't know how you even found the group, to be honest, but and that's a whole thing. Um, yeah, and just listen to my... Um, my teen mom Amanda loves to hate teen mom rate me on iTunes that always helps and Liz tell, yeah, and if, tell my for my listeners tell them about your podcast uh you can find me on Instagram at ebp underscore feathers it's the only Instagram like I have a a troll account but it's a long story but that's the only one I actually follow on the troll <laughs> I go on and off with, like, sometimes I'll post, like, three times in a day, and sometimes I don't post for a week. You know, whenever, like, the spirit moves me. You're, when you yeah, posted you... the picture of you and Kate and Tyler, I felt, like, high looking at <laughs> I felt high in that moment. I, it was it was a real, it was a real joy. Ooh, wait, let but... me ask you about that. Did, did oh, you, yeah, did yeah. you tell, what did you say when you got Oh, there? I was like, I was like, you're amazing. I love you. I sucked right up to them. That's why I can't have anybody on my pod, like a team I'm ever on oh, my podcast. Oh, I agree. I'll never. Why would I ever, like I said, I said to Kate, I said, and cause I do feel this way, even so I said, I've been going to bat for you this season, even though like that to her probably meant nothing because like she, they didn't know I have a podcast. Like, right. Yeah. I was like, but I've been defending you all season long, which is true. Cause I have, you been. have been. Yep. And I said, fuck what everybody else says. And Tyler was like, yeah, fuck them. And I was like, you're doing you're what the you problem. have to do for your family. Oh. <laughs> well, no, to Kate. Okay. Like, I, I was like, I love you. Like, and to Tyler, I was just like, love ya. Like, yeah. but they were, it's, we were looking for them the whole night. Towards the end of the night, 
my friend Billy goes, there's Kate and Ty. And they walked right in. I think they didn't realize they were walking into, like, the normal general area. Oh, like, yeah. And I, like, ran up to them. And I was the first person. I was like, can we get a picture? I'd be way and they too were, like, scared. And you know what? Tyler was so nice. I love Honestly, that. I would have been scared, but I was so high on the night. Like, right. it was just such a crazy experience that, like, I was like, I have to do this. And I had already asked Carla from Mob Wives for a picture, and she said yes, so I was feeling very confident in myself. <laughs> and, like, I ran right up to them. Kate was, seemed, like, overwhelmed a little bit. I think she just didn't realize, like, what they were walking into. But when I was like, congratulations on your party, I was, like, really nice to her. And she's like, thank you. Kate was nice, but she wasn't like, oh my god, I love, you know, thank you so much. Well, like, Tyler loves the fame. Either. Like, sure. Tyler was like, hey! <laughs> like, hey girl! Like, Jesus. we're all friends. Um, but Kate, Did like, they seem Kate like in rude. love? Like, did they seem like they were I honestly together? didn't. I only watched them interact for like five okay. minutes. But yeah, they seemed together, and what I s- continuously said is Kate was so much smaller in person. So they had a, f- like, a group with them, and I saw a girl that was a lot bigger, and I thought that was Kate. Right. And then I, like, looked over and saw Kate and was like, oh, like, Kate, I mean, she's big, but she's, like, well, yeah, the camera is the camera. Like, she was, and she was wearing fitted clothes. Right. You know what I mean? Like, she had on, like, a fitted top, fitted jeans. Like, she looked, like, you would never look at Kate in real life in the outfit she was wearing and be like, oh, that girl's huge. Like, that oh, fatty. You'd be like, great. oh, there she is. Good for her. Like, yeah, like, I, the camera and the clothes she wears makes she's, her look she's way She's also bit, lost like, weight this season, for for sure. But I, she, but I'll tell you, like, I, she was with a much bigger girl, and I was like, oh, is that Kate? And then I looked, and I was like, oh. Like, oh, it was lovely. almost shocking how much smaller she looked in real life. Oh, I'm sure she would like to hear that. I mean, I don't know how we could I know, get that but, information. And people were like, did you tell them about your podcast? I was like, fuck no. Oh, no, I would never. I would never. You think I want people to know about no, I never, and I never want to have a team on mom because I'm a suck up. Me too. I'd be like, you're so, oh God, you're, everyone's you're so amazing. unfair to you. Yeah, for sure. Oh, please. I know myself because I'm not interested in being mean to people to their faces. No, I have empathy. Like Kathy Griffin <laughs> says, I have manners and I talk behind people's yeah. backs, not to their faces. And if I found out that I hurt someone's feelings, like straight up, I would feel fucking terrible. 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 No, I have no interest in that because this. Because I can't continue to talk shit if I know, like, the person I'm talking shit about, like, is hearing Oh, it. no, yeah. And, like, then our podcasts, podcasts are over. Yeah. No. We can't let Not that happen. Not interested. Yeah. <laughs> God. All right. Well, um... Oh, anyway, continue to tell us about... Yeah, because I interrupted you. Continue to tell us no, your No, that's it. That's really all there was. Like, Instagram. there were nice... Oh, my Instagram is yeah. EBP underscore feathers. You can listen to feathers in my hair every Sunday. I deep dive every episode and kind of the point on my show is like it's kind of a meta show about teen mom and the teen mom fandom and i talk about like how the fans react to stuff because to me the fandom's always been more interesting than the show Mm -hmm. so i talk about that i talk about like how what their instagram is versus what we see on the show and like what happened in real life what we know via social media versus what they show us on like tv i think is very interesting and so, yeah, it's just like a kind of a meta commentary. I want to just give a shout out Mom. to um, Princess because I love her. And uh, Same. The, the hardest I laughed in like a long time is when she said that she calls uh, the other Chelsea Big Chelsea. I like laughed so hard. <laughs> and I want to give kudos to I forget what his name is, but you had a friend on. He's been on a couple of times and he's the one. It's my favorite episode. I've listened to it like three times. But you guys recap Young and Pregnant. And he said that Kyler looks like a sim. 
Probably Troy. Okay. Must have been well, anyway, Troy he, I love him. I love all your guests, but those two, uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to them. Hello. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I'm so glad we could do this crossover. Can't wait to do more. This was awesome. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Executive producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah Giovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com/ebpsycho.